day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 55 of Shop Talk. We have a very special episode in store because we're joined by the rookie relaunch team. Um, Emily, Chelsea, and Martha are all here to talk about all things Sergeant Bradford with us. Welcome back, guys. Hey, thanks. Hello, thanks for having us. Um, so over the course of the last few days, we've watched quite a few episodes featuring Tim's journey to Sergeant. Um, and we'll be talking about Manhunt, the Night General, follow-up day, casualties, five minutes, and in the line of fire. Um, first of all, we do have some news to cover. So Carrie, do you want to start us off? Uh, oh sure it's the news we've all been like <laughs> waiting for praying for everyone's so excited about um because true valentina has been up to a series regular for season <clears throat> five so yay uh, and thorson is sticking around and seems like he'll have like a like more of a presence in the lapd so those words those are the perfect words more yes. more presence <laughs> yay i was like celebrating for like two days straight when we when we heard the yeah. announcement and then the, the next day when they put the video out it was just like yeah. i can't do it like i can't do it like because i was just like screaming so loud i yeah. can't do it because it'll be too but it was <laughs> yeah well, the news verified on instagram now too which is fun so. yeah yeah because i don't think he was yeah. verified before i don't think so Oh, he, not to my knowledge oh he had got a check mark mm-hmm. yeah oh, i didn't notice that yeah. um i kind of wish he'd be like on twitter too yeah he is on I, twitter He's i think he is active. like yeah no, just not, not active. active yeah like that's where all the craziness is i'm gonna stay on instagram <laughs> <laughs> i wonder well i mean granted there's probably other factors that have led us to not get many behind the scenes from the rookie cast so we've gotten them from the rookie feds um yeah. more so just like the antics but i wonder if that's why we haven't gotten many videos it's because they wanted to keep that news in but even then like i don't really remember any news about like him joining as a recurring like i mean he was just there like he just appeared hmm. yeah i can't remember if there was official like news i just remember seeing the back of his head in that one promotional photo and- oh yeah I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's got to be, they're cooking up some good stuff because we aren't getting, I mean, it's not like we got a whole lot before, but like we got more than what we have been this year. And I don't know. I also think it's just they need to, you know, hype up the season five premiere. Right. Yeah. Well, that and like probably COVID protocols too. They can't like screw around much or whatever. Um, but yeah didn't the news drop like the same day as the comic-con or something because i remember it was it just felt like it was kind of like not thrown in but like just kind of hidden in the middle and i was like yeah. oh yeah this did happen so mm-hmm. um but speaking of the comic-con we do have some highlights from that and I pulled information from three different articles and I mean there was stuff floating around on Twitter too so if you know I missed something like feel free to jump in because you know there was a lot going on and it was like a Thursday or something so um, but yeah from the TV Insider article uh, it did share that season five will see John Nolan as a TO with a brand new female rookie um, and he's basically starting at the bottom again, but rising through the ranks as a TO. 
And Nathan had said in the article, uh, quote unquote, it's brilliant the way that the way we take a look at life and say, what keeps you a rookie? What in your life are you still a rookie at? Um, So that's interesting. And I'll be interested to see how he is as a TO because like watching 402, Lucy like was, you know, he had asked her if like he could practice being a TO and she was like, really? And it was kind of weird to like hear him call someone boot and everything. And I was like, I don't know. Like, does John Nolan like have what it takes to like be like tough and, you know, show some tough love or something, but it'll be interesting. So. Yeah, I think he'll, I think maybe they'll probably, it's just guessing, not a screenwriter or anything. Yeah. But he'll probably, they'll, they may like have like different takes of him, like, trying to like trying out different things like maybe he'll try like you know Nyla's approach and then you know maybe we'll like have like a reference to Talia and then mm, um yeah. Tim and stuff and then yeah. be like at the end it's maybe. like he make he finally makes something it's like okay this is where my line is and how I run so yeah I, I wonder in, like the pilots like montage yeah. kind of thing but no and, one and like even um we'll kind of talk about it later uh but in one of the episodes in season four you know tim even tells gray like i have to figure out how i'm gonna do it myself like you know because i'm gonna be i'm a different sergeant than you um i wonder nolan will have that realization too like he has to Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah so um alexi also addressed the chenford elephant in the room and said there will be some uh, repercussions and fallout from the season four cliffhanger and then he also said to expect a fun nyla pregnancy storyline and wesley quote-unquote crossing over from the defense side and into policing in a more solid way okay i don't want fallout and repercussions for chenford like i'll just say it now for everyone in the fandom like no we don't need it uh, the angst that we're gonna get i can only imagine bruh i'm like- fine with some angst but like yeah. don't let him pine over her for another season like a full season if you want to do it for a few episodes or like until the mid-season finale fine and give oh, i'm down for it though because like yes. he has to catch up like with his feelings yeah so i'm down for a whole but season. i don't need it for like a full season and he's like oh i can't work around lucy or anything like i don't i don't need that i need some more like progress there mm-hmm. so. yeah I, I would imagine there's probably going to be progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, I, I don't mind the angst and the pining, um, but um, like people are talking about like jealousy because Chris is around and like, um, I like a little bit of that, but I don't need it for very long. Like we yeah. can do that in it and then let's move on to something else. Like we can, we can have some more obstacles that yeah. are, don't involve love triangles. I don't like right. love triangles. Yeah. um but i don't know i kind of like the slope like i like i want to get it to there i want to, them to see i want to see them in a relationship but i like the slow burn i kind of like to see the like difficult road to there i don't know that's me <laughs> yeah no i like to see them like dancing around each other but i'm just like as far as like a fallout like what do you mean like he just can't work with her or like they're just very awkward around each other like i don't I don't need a lot of it I just want a little bit um Mm -hmm. and as far as a fun Nyla pregnancy storyline I don't know why but I thought she was like further along 
so I figured it's season five, like, we'll just come back and, like, she'll have had the baby like it was with Angela, but I don't know. I mean, Same. I guess, I guess, <laughs> like, she could still be pregnant and just, like, a few weeks away from her due date or something, but, yeah. yeah. The rookie timeline never makes sense. Honestly, when yeah. I read that, I was, like, I thought she was, like, like, you know what Jennifer said? Like, I thought she was farther along, like, the end of s- season four was, like, she's gonna give birth during, like, the hiatus. I mean, maybe she is, and they just can't say it, because they don't want to, you know, like, right. spoil it. Yeah. And then, Wesley crossing over and policing in a more solid way like I mean there was a behind the scenes and it did show Kanoa and Sean working together or at least them pictured together I mean I'm cool with him being in the DA's office so yeah um and then Alexi also said the rookie and the rookie feds do live in the same universe and he wants people to feel like you can ba- uh, quote unquote you can bounce between them they stand on their own but they're super fun to watch together um so it'll definitely be fun it's still weird to me that they're gonna be on separate nights but like also that doesn't yeah it's like especially if you're gonna do a crossover it's like you want it to like seamlessly not like well and it's not like it's monday tuesday or sunday monday that the shows are on like there's a full day in between so yeah it'll be interesting I, I remember seeing the word lousy. I don't know if you put it in here, but yeah, like I did. Like Come I didn't on. understand that at first. Like, what is the ABC? Like, Dang. what do they mean? ABC should is gonna I hope that he the ABC is lousy with crossovers. It's like, what does that mean? Maybe like and I started to think about it. Maybe it's just like we would just sort of become started to become comfortable with seeing yeah. it all the time. Like it's just like like it's like, na- natural. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's natural. Like, like for instance, we've already seen um that tim and lucy are gonna be on an episode of the nathan's already um done an episode like it could be just like we're watching feds and be like oh yeah there's lucy oh yeah there's west like he just they just show up and by the way like i've been (laughs) i watched like a movie that had kevin sean in it and i'm like those like we need to have those two in a scene like um wesley and um brendan is his name yeah like maybe they could meet that would be fun <laughs> i completely agree with that because the eyes and the looks i i would be here for that they're so cute yes oh my god and i just remember kevin zeggers from the Airbud movies and i'm just like he was the most precious kid ever and i think i had like the biggest crush on him then <laughs> i i just like this is so like this is like i know i'm just already excited about the feds because like we're already like we already know some of the characters and then we're meeting like new ones and I'm just like already like getting into like um like what Kevin Zier has like been in like I'm starting to like I'm like I the other day I was like oh gosh she's been in like all these movies that I've like I've loved like as a kid like um like he played he played like a little kid in like life with Mikey and I was like I used to watch that movie like like all the time yeah and like yeah he played like a young Michael J. Fox which I love Michael J. Fox so mm-hmm. like but but I was just, I just got so excited. I was like, yes, he's been like, he's been around forever. Yeah. That's like me know. with Britt Robertson. I'm excited yeah. to see her. In the yeah. She hasn't been in a lot of the behind the scenes, at least that I've seen. Like Niecy Nash has like had Kevin in quite a few of them. I don't know. Maybe it's just like. She's been in like group shots. She's just, yeah. so, like, she's just so tiny. 
and like <laughs> oh, maybe God. more shy or something I don't know but yeah. yeah no I saw that too in articles Emily and when he said lousy I was like what do you mean by that though like do you hope that they do you mean that they like you don't want them to do them like ABC to do the crossovers or do you want it to be just like more of a natural feel like what do you mean because lousy is kind of a odd word yeah. for that yeah I, to me it makes more sense of like the the latter like it mm-hmm. just be really natural yeah yeah it'll be interesting because i mean we have seen quite a few of the characters crossover already and it's like is that like a full blown blown crossover or is that just going to be like a little like cameo or whatever and it'll be interesting because i know like for other shows um i mean like 911 lone star like they literally had the 911 people from la go to texas or vice versa and I mean, that's a lot of scheduling. So, and I remember, I, I know for like our Chicago shows, like they've said, we just have to like make sure that the character in PD or in med isn't doing something or like they're kidnapped or whatever. And then like they're showing up on another show and it's like, wait, that's not jiving. So maybe like that's what he means by lousy. I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm interested to see how these seasons play out. So um, and then Niecy Nash had added that everyone's eager to meet Simone Clark, who's going to do it in her own way. Um, she doesn't take no for an answer. She's a lover and a flirt. Um, and she added that the feds is a perfect marriage of comedy and drama. I definitely feel like it will be the perfect marriage of comedy and drama because I feel like she is very comedic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then I thought that this was interesting. Terrence Winter had said the rookie feds will take place all over LA, but also all over the nation, possibly overseas, since it centers on a federal agency. We have a jet plane and we'll fly, we'll often fly, and it opens up and it opens up in the show in a really exciting way. He also said there's an interesting romance coming up for Simone. So as far as like it opens up in a really exciting way, like the cold opens. I guess I don't know that's what I'm assuming it's like the cold open could be in like, like for the very first time or like all of them I don't uh for like all of them or something I guess I don't know like I'm curious to see where they fly to and like how they rope that into the storyline I wonder if they're actually going to fly to places <laughs> like right. they said jet plane I'm like okay like yeah. you're gonna use it I know I'm like so intrigued by these interviews because I'm like okay you're teasing us but also like how much of this is gonna happen like I don't I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah who knows I wonder who like the romance interest is going to be for Simone because like in like Simone for like the rookie of 419 she said that she was by correct she was kind yeah of like, like it would be she interesting at it yeah yeah i think it would be interesting to see um her love interest be a woman or non-binary yeah. individual um just because like i mean nowadays in shows it's you do see a lot more lgbtqia plus couples but it's like being a black woman in like you know authoritative position it would be interesting to uh-huh. see that I would be interested to see it be another person of color with her too. Like with Jackson, we had Gino, but then Sterling too. And it was like, okay, that's fine. But like, 
it would be interested interesting to see not only her being a female but also like her dating a person of color as well yeah um emily do you want to take us through the deadline article oh sure um so it's said that there are currently three episodes into filming for both shows alexi said this latest year feels like a real transitional one with a lot of movement. The show will continue to tell harder stories with familiar villains uh, returning. Um, a lot of that, uh, I've heard a lot of different uh, mm-hmm. theories about who it is. Um, Terrence uh, shared that we'll meet more of Simone's family, including her twins. Uh, they'll dig into her love life too, like we like we talked about. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see, um, who like the twins and um, and and Cuddy. Like we haven't seen any of Frankie Faison and like behind the scenes. Like I'm excited to. Yeah, we haven't or see more of him. I love Cuddy. Um, and uh, oh yeah, so the villains. Um, other than Rosalind, who like, who do you think it's gonna be? I feel like Oscar kind of just has to make a comeback because, like, the dude's oh, been wait. like every season, so <laughs> I feel like it's just like natural for him to come back. Um, I mean, as like, far as the other villains, I don't know. I think Rosalind's the only one. Yeah, I think she's the only that's, one that's still alive. <laughs> yeah, true. That's and I do. I think they he did specifically say from season two, like. I remember him saying, like, we're going to revisit some things from season, some storylines from season two. I don't remember if he said in the same sentence talking about villains, but could be. Yeah, I didn't watch the actual panel, like, video. I just saw a lot of people's tweets. They so were kind of like, I don't know was, how much I can infer from this, but. I was in different pieces. Um, um, I like it's it's really interesting how they they say it's going to be like a real transitional year with a lot of movement like like obviously we're going to see Nathan or we're going to see Nolan become a TO mm-hmm. make some promotion there like I'd be interested to know if like Lucy gets a promotion or like what um and since we're talking about like Sergeant Bradford I mean I don't I don't know like career-wise what's really next for him but like obviously captain yeah (laughs) or watch like more watch commander um but uh well and like remember nyla in season four in the finale said she wanted to be detective after she got back so i guess that'll be transitional yeah um and uh like may it maybe not be like career wise maybe it's just a lot of movement personally too um Mm -hmm. uh and then like I'm wondering if there's like any time jumps I don't really want any time jumps (laughs) yeah yeah I wonder who's gonna be Aaron's TO yes because Mm -hmm. Nolan's gonna have his own rookie is that does that mean that Lucy's like taken a career change and she's going to be to but i feel like they wouldn't put a brand new to with a brand new rookie but i mean they are with john so maybe yeah um and then also 
It says the spinoff will tell real stories about systemic issues in an organic way, uh, much like the rookie does. So that's that's good. I kind of expected that. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see how this plays out just because like uh, Simone is a black woman and black women as well as indigenous women are basically at the bottom of like hierarchy type thing. So I'm wondering how they're going to film and tell those stories. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch it play out. So, um, Martha, do you want to take the Entertainment Weekly article? Sure. So, from Entertainment Weekly, Nathan said Nolan's new rookie won't be a copy of him, but their journey will have have familiar themes from the show, and she's very much her own character. Though I've saw theories that the cop from the finale might come back or like people were like theorizing it might be her or like wondering who it is so i saw that too interesting i kind of liked her but yeah yeah it is even if it's just somebody new it would be really cool Mm -hmm. yeah i wouldn't be opposed to it i mean i feel like they have to bring on some new characters so it's the new rookie is gonna be one of the characters but then I, I don't know I just have this feeling that they're bringing in someone to be Aaron's TO and they'll just explain it as like they've been there for a while I mean because I just as much as I want it to be Smitty I just don't see it being him yeah Aaron will be like I went from Nyla to Smitty like what's what's all this about yeah that'd be probably a disaster that'd be funny i mean i would i would like to see it for a day or for an episode but i don't think i could see it for the rest of the season Mm -hmm. like smitty and aaron but it would be comical i just feel like it would be even though i know like it the new female rookie will be like very much her own character i just feel like it would be kind of funny to like have nolan interact with someone that like talks as much as he does or like just it, like yeah. a little bit of how he like you know like in the new you know the newness of it all you know like get super excited super like go 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 like you know like she might want to do everything like you know without fully thinking it through kind of like he was at first just so he can kind of see how you know that is like dealing with someone like that I just feel like that would be kind of funny. Sending to Alexi now. (laughs) Yeah. Alrighty. After Alexi mentioned possible repercussions for Chenford, which we have all voiced that we do not like, (laughs) do not want, uh, Nathan added, you have one character who's very in tune, which is Lucy. And then Tim, you have this guy who's very walled off, closed off, and so tuned out. I tease Eric about this all the time. All he has to do is, all he has to do is a tiny smile, and everyone goes, "Oh my God, swoon!" There's no lie in that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, no lie, no lie whatsoever. You basically, I mean, do that four seven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all okay. So, like, I think it was you guys that like read or like tweeted back out the. Uh, photos from when we saw his stripes last year like around this time and in the 
like one photo there's like one of him like on top like smiling or whatever and then the bottom one like his tongue is out I just keep looking at those photos and I'm like oh my god I was so bad for Tim Bradford (laughs) but I had I had to put that one in like because that's so Eric like he does that kind of yeah kind of regularly (laughs) yeah but I also love that Nolan was like all or Nolan Nathan was like all he has to do is smile and like everyone's like swoon like literally <laughs> there is no lie to that and I'm glad that you realized that so that reminded me of the the home con uh when they did that one because I watched that like ridiculously often yeah <laughs> I'm doing sort of the same thing it's like they were talking about like Tim Bradford being like who would you be like and Grace like yeah yeah and Nathan Nathan was the, doing the same thing like oh <laughs> like oh yeah <laughs> all righty writers have been si- shipping to it's Chenford yeah. <laughs> not to see <laughs> but that's what they called them back then yeah I, it was anyway <laughs> since season one yes they called him Tusi back then but it's now chenford hashtag chenford they were calling two they were calling them Tusi back then when the show was like had probably what 20 f- fans or something i don't know but it wasn't as big as it is now it's so funny Tusi. oh who do you get Tusi? who <laughs> alexi mentioned the premiere could feature another kiss but it's not for sure going to be chenford could be Balin, Bailey, yeah, Nolan, who Nathan said will remain stable, which I call BS because this man wanted to propose to her, and then he got freaked out when I think Lucy mentioned like, "Oh, are you like she's moved like she's moved in with you? You're living together," and he freaked out. It's like Mm -hmm. that that kiss better be Chenford. It has to be. It better be. You're gonna drop. Gonna drop that and like we're gonna manifest it emily yes we are but he dropped that in the same sentence about talking about um talking about chenford and it was just like no like don't drop that and then be that like you're gonna yeah follow through with that it's gotta be chenford because like even eric and like hasn't he done a few new cameos like he said that they started off season five with a bang like it, mm-hmm. it has to be Chenford. I mean, we know that they're gonna pick up on the undercover storyline. It, it's gotta be Chenford. Because yeah. if, if it was Balin, it wouldn't be a big thing because we've seen them kiss before. We've seen them do multiple things. Like it wouldn't be as huge of a thing. And it wouldn't be mentioned in an interview like this if it was Balin. Mm-hmm. I think. So it's gotta be Chenford. <laughs> My thing is, um, part of me is like, do we really need another Chenford kiss that close to the last? Because yes, I'm still not over the first one. <laughs> Probably really good. It's gonna kill me. I, I need it. The way that I can see it happening, though, is like maybe Tim like goes to her and he's like, "What? What was that?" And like, "What? I don't know what to do from it." And then you know they end up kissing again or whatever, and then that's when the fallout starts. And the repercussions, like after two kisses. I, I or, feel like that would be when the repercussions start is after the second. Because, yeah. And they're really good. Like it's really going to hit them. I mean, the first, I think they both kind of realized it, but if they, if they kiss again, it's going to be like a real, it'll be a big deal. Yeah. 
unless like the fallout and repercussions is like between the kisses and then you know one of them's like oh screw it like you know we know that this is like what's meant to be or whatever and then the repercussions and stuff go away i don't know i'm trying to be very helpful about this so i've seen a theory that maybe the repercussions are the breakups maybe that's like what they mean by repercussions is them breaking up with like ashley and chris (laughs) yeah yeah we haven't seen undercover. yeah Mostly because I just want to see Melissa like dressed up as Juicy for more than like same seconds. So like we've seen them kiss as like normal Tim and Lucy, and I kind of want to see them kiss now as like Dim and Juicy. Like I I don't know I just I want to see that. I mean I'll know that it's still Tim and Lucy, obviously, but I can only imagine because I've been reading so many like stories like on Ao3, bruh because like i mean we saw how jake acted and we saw how uh-huh. Juki acted and it's kind of they're more flamboyant i guess yeah old so it's like yeah, they more have expressive. To, they have to step it up for this yeah. kiss yeah. i am ready for it i can yeah. see them kissing and then someone says something like juicy is like damn like that was a good one or whatever and then it's like wait are you talking as juicy or lucy right now like I don't know. I just, I see it happening. It's the vision. I've got the vision. I'm keeping it. I'm, I'm riding that train until September 25th. Yeah. Um, so we'll finally move on to the episode. There was a lot of news. And um, so like we said tonight, we're talking about our favorite Sergeant Bradford moments. And then, you know, all of the episodes that we've rewatched over the uh, past few days so um we'll kind of start off with favorite sergeant bradford moments emily do you want to start off yeah well i was gonna say like all of them but we don't have all day and and, um you know i'll kind of keep them brief and maybe like talk about them when we talk about the episodes but like the speech in 115 when the units like arrived that was like that was perfect um and then like there's this little thing earlier like I don't know I find it kind of like like I know y'all did like uh underrated like Chenford like this is like underrated like Bradford like moments it's like or our sergeant like when he was talking to Gray on the radio um and he was like Gray was telling him that he like didn't have enough units or whatever but he was like it was it was basically Bradford that was making that decision and um telling Gray like what's best in the circumstances like that's Bradford like he's just smart and like very quick about like um like really flexible about solving problems and that's I mean that's a TO move but it's also like really good for like a really good silver surgeon also um uh and then I mean, this is kind of Chenford, but see the audiobook. Um, I know I'm probably not the only one to talk about the audiobook, so I won't go too much into it. But like, uh, um, but the thing that I was like thinking about with that, um, like when I was doing planning for the rewatch, um, 208 is kind of in that sort of same chapter with 202 um, of like him kind of have these coming up against these kind of roadblocks, these struggles. 
Um, um, but like with Chenford, like that's like her, like Lucy, like helping him through that stuff. Um, but I think it's uh, an important thread to notice, which is not hard to notice, um, is that Lucy kind of has been pivotal, that, would that be the right word? Um, and his, mm -hmm. I was having really trouble saying it earlier. <laughs> um, and I question whether she had been any influence in his decision to become sergeant. Um, and we can like, I mean, I, we, we can talk about it later, but like, I, you know, you never see them talking about it. Uh, but I think it's really beautiful to see that um, she helped him along the way and like we got to see this her her start like his next chapter like we got to see him uh, pick her as an aide and so she's kind of like starting the next chapter with him like she's kind of been with him the whole time um, but like that's a perfect sort of book into that yeah um, and then Oh yeah, like last time I'm gonna mention ones that were, uh, were not in our rewatch. Um, and so I picked this theme and these episodes, um, if we had to do another, like if we had another day to do it, I would have added like 406 and 415. Um, yeah. I know Martha's gonna talk a little bit about the 406 moment too. Uh, uh, but like, yeah, that moment on the platform, like uh, giving speech, a speech to Jerry. Um, I just get like hard eyes, butterflies, just seeing him up there. <laughs> like yeah. I, I love seeing him up there doing that. Um, uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, it, I don't know that that was like a specific sergeant task, like, um, like part of his sergeant training. Uh, but like, I would imagine like, you know, any supervisor, it's responsibility to let people go so that was kind of like that kind of whole episode was sort of also kind of like within his sort of sergeant's training yeah um well and like he rode with mcgrady too that day didn't he so it was yeah. probably like he felt more like he felt like it should come from him more so than like gray or anyone else yeah um and then when on four fifteen. Uh, his stint as watch commander uh, sitting at the desk and uh, that whole episode, like just his relationship with Gray and um, but him sitting at the desk and like the watch commander office. I remember asking, I remember asking Eric, I don't think it was my question. I, I, I took it from somebody else on Twitter or whatever, but like, um, uh, or I, I'd seen that people were wondering like, will he get like an office for like, maybe like Chenford reasons. Um, but I remember asking him and him and saying that, um, like probably not, but like, um, but he'd want like, he, he would like for Bradford to get an office someday. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I watched it and I'm thinking, well, that's kind of like, it was kind of like a compromise. Like he didn't get an office, but we get to see him. Right. Yeah. See him in the chair leading everybody. Well, gray is out yeah um chelsea what were your favorite sergeant bradford moments or moments so i i think my favorite for tim as 
like a sergeant is kind of what Emily said, like seeing him as watch commander when Gray was out for court and everything. I feel like that almost, in a sense, I I described it earlier as I think it brought the whole Sergeant idea, Sergeant Bradford idea and like story full circle almost Mm -hmm. with seeing him take over as watch commander for that episode. Because, of course, we see, I mean, from the beginning of the show, we've seen him in the training officer role. But seeing him in the role of watch commander and over way more than just, like, Lucy, because, like, now he's, you know, in charge of, like, the entire deal. But I said, I think that just kind of brought it full circle. And... It it really makes me happy to see Tim in that role because yeah. Yeah. it it's just really cool to see how he takes on that role and challenge. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Martha, what about your favorite Sergeant Bradford moments? I know you have a lot on the outline. Oh. Obviously, I'm in love with Timothy Bradford. This is nothing new. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. So for as like Tim being sergeant, like he's like newly sergeant and everything. Like Emily mentioned, I very much like seeing Tim do the end of watch for Jerry. Um, and one reason in particular is because obviously Tim has been like the headstrong, like really tough person you know not showing very much emotion um in in that scene to me at least I did see like vulnerability like in doing the end of watch for Jerry and it kind of let the rest of the station see that like you could see Mm -hmm. like breaking down his walls a little bit um so yeah there's that one and like in Tim overall not counting Chenford moments because all of them are my, fa- my favorite. Um, I liked his scene. So I have two. I liked his final scene with his dad. And then like scenes with Angela. So with his dad. Um, what did I say? I appreciate this scene. Because Tim is like in American society. Is what American society sees as like a man. Very much like headstrong, dominant. A go-getter. Doesn't show any emotion, which is like a big thing. Cause, like, obviously, in the final scene with his dad, he's being upfront about, like, hey, you hurt me as a kid. And like, he was cutting off all communication with his dad in that moment, too, which is like a divergence from like, you know, the ideal of like, you have to respect your elders. That's your family. They're always going to be your family. And it's like, no, family does not end or begin in blood. So it was good to see that for that and then Angela I just love Tim and Angela's (laughs) relationship like their friendship it just makes me so happy just seeing them together I want to see Tim with Jack and Angela just on a day together you know yeah best things so yeah yeah Carrie what were your favorite Bradford moments Um... or Sergeant Bradford yeah, I know. Like, I had put, like, two that weren't really, like, when he was, like, sergeant. But, obviously, 202, I'll talk about that moment until I'm blue in the face. I love that one so much. Um, and then 213 in there, and the scene is always good. 
but like the best like sergeant moment for me is just like him finally just like being like okay like lucy gets a chance to be like his aide now yeah and just because it like it it, you know like they go back and forth back and forth like trying to you know one-up each other the whole episode and then it's just like okay finally like because obviously everyone knows it that you know they should still be working together but it just took them a while to figure it out so yeah i know everyone else is like what are you guys doing like you guys are being stupid here just work together um i would say so for my favorite sergeant bradford moments i would say the entire like i love 403 like from start to end with him um but even like 402 like just those two episodes because he's really finding his footing as being a sergeant um but 403 i would say is probably my most favorite like out of those two um just because like the banter with lucy he was really just trying to like he wasn't coming across as like very like tough or like i'm your boss now like he was very much like yes i do rank above nyla and john and you know all of them like he did before too with uh the p2s but he wasn't like oh like we can't be friends anymore or like i'm your boss and i'm not gonna like let you like you know i i don't know he was very much like the people's boss kind of like i think of it as when your coworker like gets um gets promoted and like they were you know your same like level or whatever and they get promoted and it's like oh yeah like now we have a person on the inside that like we trust we can get along with and everything like that like you don't see them as the boss but they are um so yeah I would say 403 was my favorite Sergeant Bradford moment um and then like I also liked in uh 214 when um he was talking to Mitch um at the end of the episode like he you know was just wanting to watch out for him and like wanting to make sure that everything was good with him and as he like walked away like you could tell that he got like a little emotional because he kind of like wiped his eye and you know like Kojo had looked up at him and he was like not a word so I don't know I like I like Sergeant Tim Bradford and I love that he like he doesn't try and be like the boss man he doesn't try and be like you know the stickler or anything he's very much like kind of relaxed in a way i don't know because gray's like that too so it'll be interesting to see if he's like that in season five so yeah that was a really long one to answer but <laughs> um so we'll kind of start off with the first episode from the sergeant bradford rewatch um which was 115 titled manhunt chelsea do you want to take it away yeah Okay, so, of course, that episode, like, they start off talking to Jessica about, like, if somebody, I, I, if somebody has a bomb or something, you know, and stuff, how would you try to stop that person from setting it off and stuff, and uh, Jessica goes over, like, how most of them all of them failed except for Nolan and she starts talking about how uh, Tim says words are like just skipped words all around and then he says 
words are overrated. <laughs> and I'm assuming he would just jump to try to stop the person. Um, but I said, I think that is definitely Tim. <laughs> I feel like I couldn't be. He would be that type of person. Words would be overrated in that situation. Yeah. And then, of course, they get the like notification about like the escape prisoners from the van and they have to try to go find them and he contacts an old friend to find one of the escape prisoners uh deacon which is friend's name and they're trying to find marcus gibson who's the prisoner deacon then starts talking about like how tim hasn't changed much since they first met and he even goes as far as saying to Lucy I remember when your T.O. is the one wearing long sleeves and Lucy asks if he has pictures um <laughs> Lucy always wants the pictures of him <laughs> any picture uh and then later of course a lot Speaking about like what Deacon said, Tim decides to ask Angela if he's changed much since she's met him because he feels like he tells her he feels like he's not challenging himself enough. Um, and I think it was nice to see Tim kind of have second, like second thoughts about that and him kind of debate whether he challenges himself enough, himself yeah. enough. Um, and Angela <laughs> asked him, like, since when does Tim Bradford do introspection? And then they share the inside joke because she hollers at him and tells him he's gotten dumber. <laughs> I love their friendship. But doesn't, I mean, does Bradford, like, to me, like, when I look at Bradford, I think, like, he does, he does introspection. Like, maybe he didn't used to, but, like, mm-hmm. I feel like kind of, like, as long as we know or as long as like maybe up until like 103 like after that it's like he's always kind of like either like I don't know listening listening to Lucy or like listening to what she says and like taking it and thinking about it yeah Um, I mean I see that with Lucy I'm sure he does it with everybody else but I'm just like well since Lucy he's gonna become like I did I definitely agree with you on that. And I think I think that's a lot of why we can see how Chinford is so perfect. Because mm-hmm. I honestly think that him being Lucy's training officer has, like, helped him do that. I think that almost is what helped him get to the point where he does introspection more from what, I mean, we've heard. I think Lucy's a lot of that reason. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, of course, Tim gets the message from Deacon to find Marcus Gibson at his house. Tim and Lucy then roll into the neighborhood and run into a member of the 5-4 gang named Keon, who is waiting for Marcus. Um, Tim radios Gray to tell him about the, like, 15 gang members outside of Deacon's house. And Gray informs him that all of the units are with Nolan and that they'll try to get some to back them up over there as soon as they can. Um, 
he then, of course, tells Gray to have the unit stage a, stay away from their location until overwhelming force arrives. Anything less is going to come with a body count, he says. And I feel like that was a perfect moment because, like, that moment, I feel like, is one that it kind of gives us a hint of Sergeant Bradford in a way. He's, no. he's really taking control in that moment. Yeah. And it yeah. was cool to see. Yeah, that's the moment um, that I was talking about earlier. It's like, that's a kind of, that's a Sergeant Bradford moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tim and Lucy then go into Deacon's house and cuff the prisoner. And then, of course, later we see Lucy asking him, like, if there's a scenario where they just give them like give the gang members what they want which is the which is marcus and i love how tim replies to her on that because i said it really shows who he is like we all know tim's that person that i mean he he would literally he, he doesn't care who the person is he's going to do the job the right way yeah. And his reply to her is because she looks at him and she's his reply to her is that call isn't ours to make. We're here to serve and protect. We don't get to decide who we serve or who we protect. And of course, then she replies, Well, if you're willing to die for that guy. And his response was, I am unwilling to let fear make me do something I'll be ashamed of in the light of day. And I that is to this day one of my favorite quotes from Tim. I love that quote. <laughs> yes, same. Like I think it shows that he's willing to put a, put aside everything that he's worked so hard for and like focused on and everything for like other people. He's willing to put his own safety aside and just like make sure that everyone around him whether it's the victim whether it's his like partner anyone is safe um even if that means like injuring himself or anything like that I agree and two I hadn't really thought about it but I feel like that was one of the moments that of course we've seen all those little moments up until then where Lucy kind of was surprised at what he would say and stuff and like I feel like that was one of the, mo- the those moments when she heard him say that. I think that was one of the moments where she really, her respect for him, I feel like grew 10 times more. Yes. At that point. Like, yeah. there's, she just, I, she gained a lot of respect for him when he said that, I think. Like, yeah. and she's seen it more clearly. Um. And then Tim goes outside to help Deacon and starts talking to Keon about how he'd been doing. Of course, we get back into how he thinks he's been doing the job too long and everybody around him is moving up. And he says, one thing I've learned all these years is that I'm never alone and I'm never outnumbered. And then, of course, the airship and backup units arrive. And that scene... (laughs) <laughs> that was so I love the timing of that scene that seems yeah. one of my favorites I loved that scene and I really felt like that just 
and captured Sar- like Sergeant Bradford, even though at that point we didn't know that he was wanting to become a sergeant. Like there might have been talk about it, but like it wasn't like a definite storyline yet. So it was just kind of like, oh, like he like he's really in tune with his team and you know, like he knows that, you know, he's not alone. And I mean I feel like all cops probably know that anyway, but he was able to really communicate that and, you know, he just felt like more confident, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then later he tells Gray he wants to take the sergeant's exam, which is our first little hint of Sergeant Bradford. <laughs> I guess. Um and Gray thinks it's a great idea, and he tells them it's about time. And, I, like, of course, back then, uh, look, I'm just really happy he decided to do it because seeing him as a sergeant now, it's like so amazing. Yeah. Like, I think it gives a little bit more depth to his character, too. Like, we had it before, um, and season four really gave depth to his character, but I think adding that sergeant like position and that you know sergeant bradford to his name like it really just made us feel like they were growing a character more than they were kind of like growing just nolan you know yeah like like they were growing other characters and stuff too and you know seasons one through four but it felt like okay now we're seeing someone else take on another position besides just T.O. I guess we saw that with Angela in season three as well with Detective but it was kind of like okay we're seeing someone else who was a P3 kind of move up and still work with all of the uh with all the police officers and not go off to Detective or like intelligence or anything like that so yeah, and too, I feel like Tim was the one character, of course, like, most people couldn't stand him in the first episode, like, mm-hmm. the way she treated others and stuff, and I feel like he's the one character that we really needed to see character growth from, yeah. and it's, yeah. I mean, amazing to see how much his character has grown over the past few seasons. Yeah. Yeah, that's the chef's kiss. hmm <laughs> Yeah. Um... So now we have the night general. Martha, do you want to take it from here? Yeah. So I please apologize. I apologize for any cursing because I wrote some of these ideas down. <laughs> so the first moment we have is not Tim Bradford related, but we do have the introduction of Detective Armstrong, who had five dozen of the finest donuts in the break room to charm our station's officers. And we also had the introduction of Nolan's third love interest correct me if I'm wrong Grace uh so yeah you know yeah she was the third at that point I was like wait (laughs) I was like it started with Jessica and then I was like oh my god I completely blocked Lucy out of my mind yeah (laughs) okay moving on okay yeah yeah moving on because I will I will talk about that later and it's yeah yeah I'm just gonna throw this out there you talked about it being Armstrong's first episode. I'm still not. I'm still not over it. I'm still not oh, over it. So yeah. I was tweeting for the rewatch uh, for 202, and I was like, "Man, if only Nolan knew what Armstrong was about 
at this episode. He would have changed a lot of things. He opened up to him so much, like, so quickly. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? And, like, (laughs) had him over at his house. Like, those walls, like, I was like, oh, my God, all of those walls. Like, he, like, till the end of the the season. Oh, my God. He was in those walls. He was breaking down those walls. Oh, Mm. whoa. I just put that together. Holy. holy I did, too. I did, too, at the rewatch. And I was like. This just doesn't feel right. Like it's no take- holy cow. It didn't take oh, me until yeah. I watch until to figure out, oh my god, those are the walls that he was like yeah. hiding evidence in. And oh he was god. literally there as John was like, you know, messing with what was it, yeah. the spackle or something? Like Probably the drywall the blueprint of like how I can yeah. use this house. That's and nuts. John was just like went right over his head. Like he did not even think about it. He's a very trusting character, which is great, but it was just like rewatching it i was like man if only he knew then what he knew now he mm-hmm. wouldn't have done that because but- he did the same thing with nyla too remember when you know they first introduced her and she was introduced as you know a bartender and nolan was just right and talking to her talking <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my god like, oh, what was that there's a line in the 402 that bailey was like you're too trusting yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Really- yeah yeah which is going to be interesting with his new rookie to see how you know, <laughs> how trusting he is of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But honestly, honestly, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to see what John Nolan gets up to in season five. Mm-hmm. Like, I really yeah. am. I mean, I, I, I like him. I have no problem with him. But sometimes I'm like, dude, you just <laughs> look for trouble. Like, literally, <laughs> even Armstrong said that. He was like, trouble just finds you, huh? And I'm like yeah it does and literally not the best that's why smitty named him unlucky charm and that's why i use it in my tiktok so often he's unlucky like he's very much like granted we understand it's a tv show it's built like that but it's like sir you just <laughs> yeah that's why i call him a walking caution sign yeah <laughs> like yep yeah sometimes he's just he's something that's for sure yeah and like makes him more enjoyable you know yeah but anyway 202 sorry (laughs) we got off on the detective armstrong tangent and everything so i honestly kind of do miss nick like armstrong like you know before you know knowing everything that he did he Uh, they would have been like a good like detective duo i don't know mm -hmm. like if the if if nick was on the straight and narrow that would have yeah. he and and nolan would have become a detective yeah they would they would have been a cool duo yeah <laughs> off tangent um and then also we get you know the more progress into tim being you know taking the sergeant's exam like getting a split second leadership and he's like oh like gives lucy the book while they're in the shop if i have to suffer so do you which reminds me of Lucy and uh, Simone for uh, 419 where they're in the car chase and Tim's like, oh, you're going to be a LAPD cautionary tale. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> if we're in the car together. We, we, we are going to be the cautionary tale, not I, which I thought was funny. Yeah. They're in it together. <laughs> yes. And then like also continuing in the shop, I memorize best when I hear it. Uh, Tim and for me tim admitting that is important because one obviously every individual has a different method of learning like i'm very much like a visual person like i can't just 
like when like when a teacher's talking and I'm having to take notes for like college and stuff I'm like nah I I, I see, and that's how I learned best is through writing mm-hmm. and then also like Tim you see I don't know maybe this is probably just me really like interpreting like the scene on my own but you kind of see Tim like I don't want to say shut down but like he becomes like sad in well, a way totally see his face change for sure okay He's just like he becomes more like quiet and wants the yeah. conversation to, to disintegrate essentially and like not mm-hmm. have it happen and it's like oh like I was like his I was wondering like in high like obviously in hindsight we know more about Tim and everything like I was wondering like what what his thought process was like oh like this is another thing that makes me so messed up you know yeah. or something like that yeah. well because I feel like he just like he his automatic this is what I get for studying some psychology in school like his like automatic like response is like walls up like defense like Mm -hmm. I need to like protect myself from like anyone else's judgment even if it's just like Lucy's observation like she's not putting a judgment on him Mm. but like I feel like that's just his automatic like he's so used to trying to like you know defend like why he is the way he is or like his methods to people that he's probably just like oh I can't deal with another person like questioning like why I am the way that I am yeah yeah also as a fellow psychology major we are saying do not self-diagnose please go to a professional (laughs) if you want an accurate diagnosis do not self-diagnose end of psychology tangent (laughs) Um, I just I just that part of that that they were they introduced that part of Tim like that's just like he's got that's just one of the little layers of him and that's just like the fact that he has, like you said, that he has a learning disability and like, like you said, so many people do. And I think they can identify with, with that, but, but yeah, I, I just, I love that little tidbit. It's so soft. <laughs> so sweet. Um, and next we meet Rex the bounty hunter and, you know, it's kind of like, obviously before they show up, they're kind of like, okay, what, 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 what's going to happen? and Lucy is like okay like you know you didn't you know call us or like you know call the station like you're out here unnotified you know and Tim and Rex is kind of like watch tone boot and Tim's like "Mm, I I don't know about that like oh you don't call you don't get to call her boot you're retired she's a police now and I'm like look if that's not a married couple I don't know what is Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah then like Rex is like um and then lucy's like okay show me your uh bail bonds license or something to that effect and then rex like side eyes tim is like you let her talk to her like that like yes yes he does very much so it'd be interesting to see rex back you know just for a little tidbit or something Um, it would be interesting to see a lot of the characters that were like introduced as just side or like they knew like tim or lucy or anyone like kind of before they became a cop or you know like before Tim met Lucy or anything it would be interesting to see them come back and have like more like more depth brought into them like not completely because they're not the main characters obviously but see how they are able to like interact and like see if they can shed some light on the character that Mm. we know and love so much Mm. I just I just realized it's like the another parallel for that 
I'm, I didn't catch a whole lot of parallels this one, but like, like you said, the 115, he had somebody from his past that knew him before and same for this episode for Rex. Yeah. Later on, we find out that Rex was beaten by Nico Sandoval, who that's what the bail bonds license was for. And Tim and Lucy go after Nico, who was supposedly at his aunt's house. And I'm not going to lie. I thought it was his girlfriend's house for every single time I had rewatched that episode until I looked at the subtitles and I was like, oh, it's his aunt's house. I thought it was his girlfriend's Wait, house. I didn't know that. <laughs> you just told me something I did not know. I'm pretty that, sure that's his aunt's house. I'm pretty sure that's what Rex said. That is a huge difference on his girlfriend. I, yeah, <laughs> like I am pretty sure it's his aunt's house. I am pretty sure that's what Rex said, and so I was like, "Oh, I mean, like black don't crack or anything." But also, I thought like that was his girlfriend <laughs> for the longest time. Oh my you god, something new every day. You do, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so unfortunately, our sweet baby angel uh, Chenford got their asses handed to them. We we are not gonna lie in that fact for a he, good portion of that are that fight. They yeah. saw Rex. What like what he did to Rex? Like so like you didn't come prepared. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. And it's like like earlier in the episode, Nolan and uh, Armstrong got their asses handed them with that patient in the hospital, which uh-huh. you know, with Grace, and it's like wow like our officers are just getting their butt whooped this episode (laughs) so it's like like i mean they got them in handcuffs eventually i guess (laughs) i know like i I always zone in onto that later scene where he's got the cut on his lip and think oh god that's from like i I always i think for the longest time i was like what is that from what does what is that from and then i was like oh it's from the fight because she said yeah Mm my thing is like you always see tim be so like he always tells lucy to be prepared like you don't know everything be prepared i mean you you don't know what you're getting yourself into and i feel like that's one of the few times we've actually seen him let his guard down (laughs) like he just i mean he didn't he didn't expect it (laughs) he just laughed at him (laughs) for real like they just laughed at him like don't get me wrong nico like you know the actor was you know smaller in comparison to tim and lucy in a way and it's like nah baby you you in a world full of hurt now so well (laughs) but at the end of the episode tim's in the gym boxing this comes our one of our favorite chinford moments the audiobook uh, Lucy comes in joking if she's preparing for another rematch before handing him the audiobook that she made. The book is not in that format. It's not been printed or anything like that. But Lucy's like, but that's why Lucy is like, which is why I made you one. So it's in her voice narrating Curtis Philbricks. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Split second leadership leading men in the line of duty book that Tim listens to as she walks away and he's still hitting the bag and he's also smiling like, smile at her voice like i'm i'm done where did the audiobook go where's that recording now i want to know where it is don't even get me started it's got to be in his icloud drive and then also has to be like saved (laughs) on his phone in his favorites folder yeah 
That, that's the only explanation. I imagine when they have kids, one of their kids is going to be like Tim in the sense that he learns better being read to or he or she. And I swear to goodness, I have always imagined Tim and Lucy will record audiobooks for that kid. Yep. Yes. there are so many like fan fiction like on ao3 like there's this one where lucy went undercover and all of a sudden there's now a daughter involved and tim still has the audiobook and the little girl was like oh like mommy would always read to me which is like lucy um at night and so tim still has the audiobook and so he plays it for her like this is in fan fiction um and i'm like oh my gosh that's so cute (sighs) I need to see Tim as a dad. I am sorry. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I just want to see Tim with kids more. Like, yeah. like we saw that um, in ACH, you know, when he was like, where's your dad? Or what's your dad's name? And, you know, the kid's like, daddy. And I just want to, <laughs> like, I just want to see Tim Bradford with children more. Like, I don't even need it to be like his own or like his nephews or anything. Like, just make it be like a children, a, a child on a case or something like but like oh, give it to me but like later in that scene he's like uh you can ask your mom <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> that's like pretend like chenford moment like i mean i'm mom. still not over that little boy calling or saying like daddy and looking at him like i'm <laughs> honestly still not over that but i can re- yeah. i can remember me as like a younger like saying oh what's your mom and dad's name dad mom yeah. like don't get me wrong like i knew my parents name but like you know like yeah. mommy daddy <laughs> um but also we also love that lucy went and asked isabel about it um kind of wish we had gotten to see that scene which i wish we would have because obviously lucy had already met isabel and like after everything in that uh i don't forgot what episode it was when they went to isabel's apartment one oh three she met she met him in one of she met her in 103 yeah. And then again in some other episode pilot. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they met. But yeah, it would have been interesting because considering like Isabel was like, don't come back here. Like, don't let Tim come yeah. back here or anything. Um, so, yeah. And also Lucy says there's no shame in it. Honestly, it's probably why you excel at being a cop, which obviously for Tim that's saying something considering like his reaction to Lucy saying like oh that might be you know like it's a learning difference and everything and also like to everyone out there there's no shame in being different at all obviously if you like see all of us like on Twitter we don't look the same at all no and there's a beauty in that it's there's beauty and diversity so yeah I also love, I mean, I always just have to mention this. I also love her hair and her outfit. Like, when she's walking in, like, I don't know, just her off-duty clothing. Love I, it. I paid so much attention to, the, like, the wardrobe. Like, I want to start, like, another, like, <laughs> like wardrobe account or something. But, yeah, like, that, that, like, I need to, like, I need to get, like, other, <laughs> other people, like, fashion-minded or something but um oh I'll do it okay (laughs) um but like yeah I want that outfit to come back like a lot of that a lot of those like season two outfits she's I mean like they're just well-dressed like yeah season like just she's just got like fashionable clothes all Mm -hmm. throughout the series but like yeah 
that's pretty cute and her season two hair too like I don't know why but I'm just maybe it's because I have like naturally straight hair and it I can't do really anything with it but anytime that I see someone with like wavy hair or like curly hair or whatever I'm like I want that and like I love her hair like that I want to see it more Mm -hmm. um but I also like well I love the way that they like do her buns and everything too like the braid and all that so I don't know I just I love her hair and I love when it's down and she's like off duty so yeah but good times um yeah so then we had uh 213 which was follow-up day as another sergeant bradford episode so towards like the start of the episode we see lucy and tim chatting in the roll call room um and i mean can we just have like more casual chenford conversations please like it would just be it, it would be a really nice treat to have in season five um but like tim mentions that since it's smithy's swan song uh q smitty and the mr irrelevant sash that means that the new scores are going up soon so lucy goes into proud like girlfriend but also rookie mode and says that like he'll do great and throughout their case with the gang like later on tim kind of made was made to like question his tactics um but lucy is always his voice of reason um and never faltered in this episode and she like doesn't give up trying to get through to nevin his girlfriend or like the leader to markwell um and even as nevin like ends up in the hospital because of markel's like retaliation chenford obviously like still goes in to convince um nevin's girlfriend to like help them and she does so towards the middle of the episode we see chenford in gray's office and he tells tim like you know his sergeant exam scores and lucy's like she is once again so proud saying like yes i knew it with a big smile on her face and gray just looks over at her like what is going on um and twice during like i can't remember which one but like it's 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 interesting how he every time it's like he they're talking about lucy or something or he's looking over it he looks over at Lucy, or it's no it's something about like the Bradford or something he looks at Lucy like how yeah. is she doing does this connect to Lucy like it's gonna be like how is she gonna feel it all connects back like well to- and even like in the season four episodes like when Tim didn't pick Lucy to be his aide it was like John caught on to it Nyla did and it was like it's so obvious to everyone else like maybe it's not obvious that they should be a couple but like it's obvious that they have a different kind of partnership or like relationship dynamic and it's like why are they fighting this like everyone else is questioning that so it's Mm -hmm. interesting to see everyone else pick up on it before the two in question actually do they're quite um (laughs) really dumb yeah i choose this may say that gray it is one of the biggest chinford chippers ever <laughs> yeah like i feel like whenever they do finally get together he's gonna be the one that he's like well it's about time <laughs> for me it's headcanon that gray is going to officiate their wedding and there's no other option and- yeah. option he he gave a speech at nyla and james's reception which was fine but i think 
for Chumford, he needs to officiate. Yeah. And that'd be that. Yeah. And I don't know who would walk Lucy down the aisle. I was thinking but- to say either he officiates or watch- walks her down the aisle. One of yeah. the two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I find that I see, I see them because they've skipped two weddings so far. Like, watch it be Chenford wedding that we actually get to see. <laughs> we have to because, like you just I said, yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, I would be okay with that anyway, but like, also, I still want to see the Wopez wedding and Nyla and James's. I mean, I'm glad that we got. I'm mad we didn't get Wopez. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that we did get at least the James and Nyla like reception. We didn't even get that for Wopez, but I'm still like, I just want like a little wedding. I feel like they're leading their way up to it though, because of course, like Wopez, we didn't get. We got like the pre scenes, what happened pre what should have been their wedding. Nala and James, we got the reception. Mm-hmm. I feel like if Nolan and Bailey ever tie the knot, we're going to get just like this little bit. And then for the chin for wedding, we're just going to get all of it. <laughs> They're slowly leading their way up to giving us all of a wedding. <laughs> They've been shipping since season one. So, yeah. Which I mean, they did. They did mention that in the interview. Like, hey, you know, and going back and watching season one now, like after they've kissed and everything, I'm like, yeah, I can see it. Like, I see it more now than I did when I first watched it. Agreed. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They have been like the two characters that have probably worked together or been together like been in scenes together the most throughout the entire show run yeah I I was in a group chat that said that I think it's Nolan and Lucy and Tim that have been in every single episode since the beginning yeah yeah I feel like well and um you know we've seen Nolan like switch TOs and stuff and like you know we've seen Angela kind of switch up what she's doing and everything it definitely does it it is definitely like Tim and Lucy have definitely stayed partners or at least been in each other's orbit throughout like a lot if not all of the episodes so um but then Gray tells Tim that there's an opening in North Hollywood and Tim's just like yeah I need to think about it um because it would mean that he's moving in two weeks and lucy again is not so subtle in that and she's like two weeks like really um and they both looked kind of sad about the possibility of splitting up but you know i mean lucy's probably still like really excited for him just because he's you know advancing um so then tim like confronts markel with the plan of action and he doesn't budge on letting Nevin out of the game, gang. So Lucy's like quoting Shakespeare. Um, and that doesn't even let him, like, get him to let up. So Lucy's like, what do we do now? Tim, you know, it's just like, not sure. Because our plan, we made our play and it failed. Um, and Lucy's like, wow, never thought I would see you give up that easily. And Tim's like, if you've got a path to victory, boot, like I'm all ears. And Lucy just says, I don't 
I don't, but you're the king of subversive tests and tricks. And there's got to be some way to win by coming at this sideways. Um, and I like that she was able to kind of, she like sassed back at him, but also like told him like, you can do this. You, I mean, like what, what changed now versus what you've done in the past. So um, then Lucy's like mini pep talk gave Tim, you know, the idea about like making the bakery, the go-to spot for the LAPD. And Markel would like never dream about laundering money there. So at the end of the episode, it looks to me, it looks like it should be a date. Like they're standing on the corner. It looks like they could like cross the street or whatever. Um, and we find out that Tim is passing on North Hollywood and Lucy jokes that, like that he's holding out for Malibu, but um, he says that he's not finished uh, what he started with training her. So he's saying, and Lucy asks if he'll move up at some point because, you know, she put a lot of time into those books on tape and he just says, yeah. And they smile and they just like, they're just too cute. Well, if that. you didn't oh. know you, like, if you saw them crossing the street, you would have just thought they were a couple. You right. Have, like, they were literally so close to each other. Um, I mean, yeah, they just, they looked like they could have been a couple. So. Agreed. Yeah. And I feel like the fact that, because you know something in his mind wouldn't let him take that job. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the fact that he could, that, the fact that he, he couldn't take that job because she hadn't finished, I mean, he says it's because she hadn't finished training her yet and stuff, which I'm sure it was. But I feel like that fact really, like, that should tell anyone anything. Like, those two are meant for each other. I mean, yeah, any normal sane person would have taken that job. But, no, he's in love. He can't. <laughs> and then they, and then they they finish out her rookie year and then like seriously not much time has passed and they're back together and he's a sergeant like yeah well and i love how when she asked like if he was gonna move up at some point like because she put a lot of work into those books like he was like yeah like i will um and it was almost like he was holding out hope kind of that he would stay there and kind of watch her continue to grow as a police officer. But then like, he would also be able to like, just be Sergeant. Like, I feel like deep down, even if it wasn't because he liked her or anything, like he just didn't want to move. He didn't want to like leave the district that he has friends at and everything. So yeah. Um, but then we also have 214, which, Emily, I know that this is, like, one of your favorite episodes, so why don't yeah. you talk about this one? Yeah, this wasn't not, this wasn't um, typically a Sergeant Bradford episode, um, but, like, it has some Bradford, like, military past, which he was, had experience as a sergeant, so um, it's still appropriate. Um, so we start off in the episode uh with uh jack we see lucy running into jackson with kojo not a bradford moment but um it's really really cute and you know it's bradford's dog so it is a bradford moment (laughs) um kojo 
Hashtag bring back Kojo. Bring him, bring him back. Yeah. Barbecue, yeah. something. I'm, I'm waiting for M's art to officially be canon. The Chenford family. Yeah. Like it, like I like, cause I know like they, like they have liked a lot of her stuff and they've shared a lot of her stuff. I'm just, I'm waiting for like a picture frame in the, like sitting on like the table, like that. Like picture. in the episode. Yeah. Like, like they actually like take that they they um do a photo shoot with like that particular um pose and everything with a dog I'm like I'm waiting for it like please do it that would be so awesome honestly it would be it'd be so amazing yeah uh yeah it's it's Chenford's dog so it's it's good and I feel like now that I mean Jackson's gone obviously rest in peace to him um, and that's why, like, Lucy kind of had to, like, give him up. Or Kojo gives Kojo to Bradford. I feel like, why can't Kojo, like, come back and, like, stay at Lucy's apartment for the night or something? Like, if Tim has to work late or whatever. Like, you know, why not? And, dog sit. Yeah, Tamara could dog sit. Like, literally, there's so many storylines now. Just give give us Kojo back. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, to add to that, hopefully soon, you know, it'll be Tim and Lucy's apartment. So yeah. Kojo will live with them. Yeah. Um, so the I guess the first like Bradford moment and like Lucy, they're getting um they're loading up the shop and um Lucy's showing in pictures of her dog of Kojo and um you know she wants him to admit that he doesn't like dogs. Um uh but like later he says he loves dogs he just doesn't think she's ready for that much responsibility like why (laughs) um but uh yeah he says that he uh when he uh was her age he had done two tours in Afghanistan and Iraq and on the second tour he was in charge of a squad of 10 soldiers um I always like when they, I don't know that I like, but they always drop like the hint, like the reminder of like how different in age they are. Like, I don't yes. really, I don't really like, it doesn't bother me. Um, but it's, but it's a nice reminder to know, like, to, to remember that sort of, um, I don't know, that sort of special thing, story, story element between them. But um, no, but the like the mentioning the Afghanistan, his time in Afghanistan and Iraq and in the military. Um, I love that they like drop that. Like if you weren't watching, if you hadn't like, if you hadn't seen a preview or anything before, that's like, that's sort of your clue in of like, that's, we're going to see that later. I love that little bit. And I can't remember, has there been another episode like before that that they've mentioned like his military experience I feel like there is but I can't really specify which one there is like before this one I don't think so but like I think in um the crossover with the feds I think they do mention that then also random tidbit that I just remembered um side note I went to my sorority convention and I met up with one of my sisters and she follows me on twitter (laughs) she's like you got me watching the rookie 
she was like you just tweet about it so much and I see many people like follow like the rewatch account and like reply to you so I decided to watch it and she's like yes I shipped Chenford I hate it she was like I hated Nolan and Lucy but I definitely shipped Chenford and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe it so I was like okay so yeah random tidbit but yeah um so uh, later, um, so this is kind of the gets into the connection of the the storyline with Bradford. Um, John and Nyla are looking. <clears throat> John and Nyla are looking in a hotel room for some evidence when the suspect comes back and runs after uh, seeing them. So they're on they they're on foot. They're in the street. Um, Chenford arrives a couple minutes later in their shop and comes for backup, and they <clears throat> they get the suspect custody. Uh, Nolan removes the knife from him and notices he has a prosthetic leg, even mentioning that he has a military knife. Um, uh, when he, when he asks how he lost his leg in combat, combat, the suspect says, um, uh, I think he says I lost the argument with an IED. Um, and then he turns around and he sees Tim and, um, this is our one other time that, um we hear the hear somebody call him sarge mitch calls him sarge and turns out um tim's is his squad leader was his squad leader in afghanistan um they're booking him um tim is asking what happened um and he had a fiance and a job lined up with wounded warriors but mitch has said he moves on uh and then um Lucy adds that uh, Mitch doesn't seem to like Tim and he shares uh, that he's the reason that Mitch lost his leg. Um, and uh, Gray, so, and we find out why later on. Gray tells them to call off the search and hold off on everything. But Tim's, uh, Tim has other ideas. Um, Yeah, they find out that it's like they have to call LA clear. So John um, questions uh, if they just walk away and Nyla responds if uh, we're smart. Um, and he, she, she looks at Tim and they kind of share this eye contact. Um, and she asks what he thinks. Um, so he sasses back saying it's clearly a federal operation and they don't have enough information to know how to proceed. Um, and Nyla adds that they need to get information. They ask uh, the rookies, like, how do you, like, remind him, because they were talking about that earlier in the episode of, like, you call LA clear. So they ask the rookies, and um, and uh, Tim asks Lucy how, yeah, he asked Lucy and the rookies how to get that, and they say LA clear. Um, and, and Nyla asks if he's sure, and he says he owes Mitch that much. Um, and that kind of, that, that, that's kind of like a thread of like what we've kind of seen through all of these episodes is just like we were talking about earlier, like how he's um, just there for all the, like, the people um, that he cares about and, or just like his team or whatever. And now like another, oh my God, another person from his past. <laughs> um, yeah. But um but yeah, uh, so he gets on the phone and he says, 
uh, they should all step uh, outside. Um, he's going to answer some personal questions and Lucy's like, not a chance. <laughs> um, they're all staying. Um, I want to know what the personal questions were and like, you know, the answers because what is it? The Seda or whatever, like is the city, right? But I feel like it can also mean like other things or something. I don't know. Like, like I just want to know what the personal questions were. Because Lady Marmalade was one of them. And I just. I was about to say, I don't to this day want to see a karaoke scene with, with that song. And he also said something about Xanadu. And John was like, Xanadu? And Tim gave him a look. So I said, oh, oh no. Both of those are like show, kind of like show tunes. Like, yeah. okay. Mm. Like, this sort of gets you into the like <laughs> story of like behind the story of Bradford. Like, and like, yeah. and he's just like, like we learned later in season four that he likes Doctor Who. Like, he's uh-huh. just so mm. like, he's well, just <laughs> in his like interest. Like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, if that's an interest, I don't know. But. Wasn't one of the answers to the questions tarantula? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Like, is he scared of spiders? Or I know. I I have a funny feeling that Tim would be scared of spiders, but that's where the co- karaoke agenda came from. Like, please, like Lady Marmalade with Tim and Angela. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just know. I just like, want to know what the actual questions were. Like, same. But like, I need to see a scene at one point in the future. Back on the tarantula answer, I need to see a scene of Lucy and Tim hiking, and them coming across like a tarantula spider, and him just freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> and Lucy just looks at him like seriously that would make sense <laughs> and then, because of and then we she know holds it over to him and then she holds it over him and it's like you're afraid of tarantulas oh this will be good <laughs> see and that would make sense because we know he's i mean we had the like snake episode and he was freaked out about the snake and she just goes over there and like totally knocks it out of the park catches it and everything so i'm like it wouldn't yeah it like it'd be funny to see like what like all animals like like it seems like like insects or uh, reptiles like what is he, like, especially not- because he portrays the like rough and tough guy so like him freaking out over like a tarantula or you know like a snake or whatever it would just be so comical but yeah I don't know I mean I'm not afraid of spiders or anything but like if it was a tarantula and like a big one I would be like no I'm not I'm not touching that like I'm not getting anywhere close so yeah I don't know it could just be like the tarantulas that he's afraid of but like a normal spider like it's like oh yeah this is no big deal so uh, yeah, so he gets a call from LA Clear while he's releasing uh, um, Mitch. Um, 
and he meets up with Nolan Harper and Chen in the break room. Um, he shares that it's a defense intelligence. I can't say that defense intelligence agency operation and it's national security. Um, and Nyla says that they should take the night like Gray said and Tim agrees. Um, uh, when the security camera guy who's really with the DIA comes to Nolan's house to warn him um, and his little cop buddies and then he leaves and then out comes Nyla and Lucy and Tim. Like at what point did they decide that they were going to um, they were going to like come and like how did they know to like put a trucker? Yeah. Uh, I always feel like we missed so much between those parts (laughs) like like there was a scene that was supposed to be there and they cut it out yeah Yeah. we we did miss a lot of information like how did they come to the conclusion that it was him you know i mean like uh nolan had brought it up that he had talked to someone from the security cam company but like how do we know that it was you know like we definitely missed something there um I want to know how they decided who was coming from where, like with John's house. Like yeah. Lucy snuck in the back door. Nyla was like in the house and Tim just like appeared. So yeah. who knows where he came from. <laughs> and the cat is magic, okay? He and I feel it. like the way that Nolan was talking to him, it was Tim that put the tracker on the car. And I'm like, but where did Tim come from? Like, we don't know. We just saw Maybe him. Maybe he was car. hiding in bushes outside of the door. Like, because I just saw him i just saw him up here and i like rewatched it a few times i was like where did he come from (laughs) but um um so this is a really good scene for like the the rookies sticking by their tios um lucy says they um they should hit the road and tim's um he shuts that down say it's it's just a job for him and nyla they're only ones going and lucy's um says um no um her and Nolan are gonna go too um uh Tim reminds them that if they get caught they could get in serious trouble since they're rookies and at will employees um and they don't have a reason to fire um their boots um and Lucy says um the rabbit hole doesn't scare her um and she's like as she says she pulls the buried alive card um and um nolan kind of also says something really um uh i don't i can't think of the word but like really supportive mm-hmm. um, so they go to the site um chenford is in uh tim's truck um again i would love to see more of them hanging out like in Tim's truck like they had like the episode that we were talking about before like they had to have come in his truck yeah I I need to see more of them in his truck and I also need to see more of Chenford in blackout gear yes full blackout gear yes (laughs) Uh, so she's asking, uh, you know, following up with what he said earlier about the reason he's the reason Mitch lost his leg. Um, 
and Tim's telling it he relives it and showing his guilt. Um, oh gosh, I should have written down the, the quote because the quote is really good. Um, some things, isn't it? Some things matter more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, for you, Jennifer, Lucy's high ponytail. It's a. Uh, uh, I love that. It, yeah, as you say, it's chef's kiss. Um, I just love her like outfit there too because she had like a jacket on or whatever, and then like the high pony and yeah. Again, I just I love her season two outfits. I was thinking about like when other times that she's had her high ponytail, and the only one that I can think of right now is when um, in four oh seven when she's in the jumpsuit. Like that's another. Yes. That's another yep. really good. Let's have her like she really rocks it. Like, yeah. She does. Yeah. Well, and it's something different too because, like, we see her low ponytails, like when she was undercover in season three or in um, the PSA video. I think she wore a low ponytail, and so it's it's a nice change of pace to see like a high ponytail. You know, obviously, like she's not in uniform or whatever, but she's still like working. So yeah, yeah um so yeah the um they're they're there and they do like this um is the black ops them or is the black ops the other people the black ops is them i think because they're in full blackout gear okay i see okay um because i think tim had said something about black ops yeah yeah and um yeah i love this i i I just love this scene of like all of them together um but um that's like uh, to me like that's um i i I love all of like the nolan nyla and tim and lucy kind of like take down um scenes uh but that's another great moment that um i thought is very sergeant bradford like um like he and Nolan were the ones leading it, but it was pretty much Tim that was kind of like had the final say on what, like what went down. Um, yeah. And um, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like he's kind of always sort of had that as a to. Like he just kind of like that was something that like he would have like fallen into Sergeant like so easily. Um, but you're almost like expected to think, think that like as a TO, like he's only leading his rookie, which he does. Um, and I don't know if that's like the case in like real, real life, but, um, but I noticed that like they're like when in there in a small, uh, in a group or something that he seems to be the one to kind of command the scene usually just even as a TO, like the one scene like that came, I mean, it's, like I feel like it's sprinkled throughout, but like the first scene that came to mind was like the episode um, 109 standoff when they go um, to the apartment and they get stuck in there. Um, but like he was like like night uh, no who else uh, Talia and Angela were yeah. both there. He yeah. was the one like caught like telling them like their orders like how, where they're gonna go like go, you do this you do this. 
So like, I feel like that's probably his personality. And maybe yeah. like if he has seniority on the job, like he just feels like he should be the one to do that. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting though. Definitely his personality. I'm talking like um talking about like kind of recently, I guess we were re- I was rewatching some one episode where we were talking about like him being a control freak. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. Um um so so yeah like the whole like that whole scene he was kind of like he was kind of the one in charge for most of like he even like when lucy questions him um about the money i think mm-hmm. um, i can't remember his words right now I'm, I'm i'm forgetting forgetting things so easily now um but yeah he was kind of shutting it down like nope this is how it is um so then later gray is talking to all of them after their mission is done um any questions what he should do when the chief calls him in the morning screaming uh and tim says he won't um and tim is walking um with so later on tim's walking we see tim walking with mitch um he's walking he's already got kojo with him um i think this is yeah this is sort of after that scene where we get the reveal that lucy gives his her dog to yeah to tim i think somebody on twitter said this too that like how did that all go down like the decision the decision to give it to tim like and the conversation too yeah yeah that entire episode i feel like had a lot of missed moments honestly yeah yeah it definitely did we, like there needs to be a deleted impact from that episode. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, the rookie doesn't do deleted scenes. I wish they did. Because uh, like, there's. I mean, usually like shows will have blank space that we just have to like infer on, but this was like, like with the whole, um, you know, like the whole DIA guy. Like, we had to have that information. There was no like, oh, we can just like infer that they already. I mean, I guess we could have, but it would have just helped to have that information. Now, yeah. like Lucy's conversation with Tim about him taking Kojo, like that we can infer on. We can like, you know, make up our own little head cannons on. Yeah. But you it was like to- the DIA guy. I'm, I'm like, we need that. We need that scene of how they found that it was him and how they connected the dots. Like, you know, that was something that we really needed. So. so we have the reveal that he's he's now the new owner of Kojo and he's walking um walking Kojo and he's walking with Mitch also and um gives him the information about the church and the um the job and Mitch reminds him that it's not his fault and it's uh it's no one's fault um and yeah that I think they I think they do it in another episode but of like just really like capturing um and Eric does it in such a great visual way of just like capturing his guilt like he he does it with like within like the day of death stuff and then like 
they revisit it here like with the past of his um like military um yeah I just kind of like it's just another one of those things of like those sort of Brad those little Bradford layers of things that we get I just love it Eric will forever be my favorite actor when it comes to emotions mm-hmm same. Like he he portrays all of the emotion so well. Yeah. yeah. I also want to know. I mean, I feel like pro- they probably don't. Um, but does Chenford like co-parent Kojo? You know, like I I just want to know if Luke is like, are you feeding him the right things? Like, you know, are you making sure that he gets his exercise? And Tim's just I, like, yes, I am. I feel I feel like she's kind of the one that sort of and got encouraged him, like like we see in that later in season four episode that Sam and his eggs. For, yeah, so we're watching that when um I say tomorrow when this air when this airs will be. We're watching it Monday. Um and um yeah, the Sam and the eggs. Um I feel like that was sort of Lucy's yeah. thing. I feel like I feel like Jennifer's probably right like I feel like they probably don't at the moment but I wonder if they may be leading up toward that in the future it would definitely be interesting to watch I mean I know of people like you know they get a dog while they're together and then like split up and they still like co-parent the dog or whatever or you know like one person takes the dog more so than the other but it would be interesting to see because they weren't in a relationship at the time when she gave him Kojo so it's kind of like how did that go down and was it like Lucy kind of gave him all the tips or was it just like yeah like you know Tim was just like I I know how to take care of a dog like you know I've probably done this before so it would be really interesting to see Um, but yeah so I feel like the point of 214 like even though it wasn't necessarily a police sergeant Tim Bradford episode, it was still a sergeant Tim Bradford episode in that like we really saw that he watches out for his coworkers and like soldiers, um, whether you know, like they were kind of um they weren't they didn't really get along or they did, um, but like he just wants to protect them and just like make sure that, you know they are you know set and they're in a good situation and everything like that so yeah but and i don't i didn't plan this but it seems to be sort of the theme of the all the all these episodes yeah um so then the first season four episode that we have is 402 um and this is the first sergeant like first legit sergeant bradford episode that we have so we open the episode and john is over at lucy and tomorrow's help helping them pick out a paint color and he asks lucy if it's weird that tim is no longer like her to and she's like nope he's moving on with his with his career and so am i um and john's just like and secretly you love it that he's technically the rookie sergeant and she's like oh he is like i didn't know this that um and we go over to Tim and he's opening his locker to find a bunch of little booties in there, um, which he's got his 
to like his uh, patented like annoyed Tim Bradford look on his face um so then like Tim goes into Gray's office while Nyla's also in there and Gray's like yeah I got a complaint about your uniform and Nyla adds that the sergeant's badge uh or the police officer's badge isn't gonna cut it anymore and so she shows him the new badge um Gray ends up putting it on him I think he put on a different one than what was in the box because like what was in the box was not or what was described as what was in the box was not on him so um then tim's like yeah i won't let you down and grace says oh you will but you know it's a hard transition so we find out that tim's starting his watch on the craziest weekend of the year and gray's like yep you're doing roll call today and hands him the clipboard so I never really understood why it was Nyla in there and why Nyla was the one that like kind of gave him the new badge. Yeah, I don't know, but it but I, I know that other people have sort of said this of like, and I made a sort of a parallel to it in um her first episode because they sort of they started out kind of like like enemies in a way. I mean, I, I can't see the enemies. Um yeah and so that sort of kind of a full circle moment for them where they're Mm -hmm. like kind of more very court they're cordial they're like at this point they've worked enough time with each other um the whole thing that they like went through in guatemala they work together like yeah they're like they've um they've kind of grown a little bit closer um yeah and something I noticed, like, in that scene, like, on this rewatch, um, um, and, and kind of, I, I think it kind of carried over in 403, too, but, like, like, well, like, in that moment, like, when Gray told him that, you know, there's a problem with your uniform, like, mm-hmm. he literally looked so shocked, like, he was, like, in trouble. Like, I don't yeah. think I've ever, I don't know that I've ever seen him look that way like he he was in trouble if unless it was like lucy like i think it yeah was, like, if it's like the job like anyway he looked he i like that they sort of captured sort of like that sort of first day new right. job dinners it yeah it, it kind of came off that way to me yeah yeah i don't know i was like i remember thinking this when i first watched the episode i was like why is nyla in here and like giving him the badge and then I was kind of like, okay, well, if she was in there and, like, Tim ended up just, like, walking in, like, unannounced or, like, Gray didn't call him in, it would be one thing. But then Tim was even, like, you know, you wanted to see me and everything. So it was kind of just, like, Nyla was in there just, like, hanging out, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. I was just, like, hung up on that. And I was, like, I wonder why it was like that. So, maybe. Um, Maybe he called he called her in there specifically. Like, I know he was talking to her about Aaron Thorson, but yeah. But then even then, that was after Tim had walked back out, like because she was about to leave, and she's like, "Wait, you said bad news. Like, what's the bad news?" So, yeah, I don't know. It was just odd, I guess. Um, but then Gray and Tim like go into the roll call room, and Gray's like, "You know, we have a new sergeant in the field today," and Lucy is so proud. And she wants to clap, but doesn't, obviously. So Tim is like, let's get down to business. Introducing Aaron Thorson as the new rookie. 
And after Aaron like introduces himself, Tim really gets sent to business saying like the weekend's gonna suck because of everything going on in LA. And the camera like pans over to Lucy. She's just so proud, so inspired. And like when they got the shot, it was like, wow, that would be like a perfect like promotional picture or something for her. I don't know. It also felt like that shot should be in the first episode like when they're you know introducing the rookies or whatever um it also kind of seemed and felt like it was um i think it's a promotional photo of titus as jackson like he's kind of like looking up and off into the distance um so yeah i don't know i just i loved that moment similar yeah i love i i love like there was there was more than one moment where they yeah hand over to Lucy and she's was just like proud wife moment like you know she's I was gonna say earlier in like the previous one like she'll always be like his biggest supporter yes like, biggest always. cheerleader or biggest cheerleader like she she's just like just the big big grin she had on his mm-hmm. face like once he walked up to the podium and yeah like same girl same I've got the biggest smile too <laughs> like yeah. that uh and i feel like after we saw like how his dad treated him like i i feel like tim's not used to that like used to having that because i mean i would assume that isabel wasn't necessarily like that either maybe she was before like the drugs and everything i don't know but um yeah it's definitely like i feel like it's something different for tim that he kind of has to get used to because he's he's never really had someone like in his corner like that like he probably has to an extent but for for lucy it's a lot different because she always wants to be like the happy-go-lucky like positive person so um, they just i've always thought like they just sort of they're kind of like two different puzzle pieces that just kind of fit together yes that's like you know they're just they're two different people and they they sort of complement each other all the time um and that's why they're endgame <laughs> yeah yeah no other word to describe them besides the end game so um but then as tim's going on gray's expressions change because tim's just like he's giving it to them straight um and when tim's done you know gray's like were you trying to get them to quit and he's just like i'm just trying to keep it real here like i don't know what you want me to do and so Gray and Tim are riding together and, you know, he's given some less, lessons and tips and Gray's like, lesson one, don't get to the crime scene first because getting to the scene first can hurt an officer's confidence and tell them that you don't really trust them. Um, so we kind of see that when they roll up on a scene with that N- Nyla and Aaron responded to. And Gray's you know kind of asking Nyla or they ask Nyla where like Aaron Thorson is and everything and Nyla's kind of like yeah he shouldn't be a cop um and Gray's like well it's a good thing that he's got the best TO in the business and Tim pipes in and he's like he can say that now because I'm promoted and Nyla just kind of like gives him a look um and Gray like goes back to Tim and he's like can your focus go back to the scene like you know what should we do and Tim's just like, yeah, we should go canvas while LAFD clears it. And Gray's just like, we? Like, no, you're a supervisor. You stay here and coordinate the response. Um, and so Tim's leading and, you know, everyone's kind of following his lead. And 
they're trying to take down Claire Ivy, who is, you know, the, uh, like, she's leading the heist. Um, so Tim's, like, surveilling and leading the teams from the van, just being a badass sergeant, like, you know, just doing it all by himself in the van. Um, so then Tim, like, goes after the team that Claire is working with when he loses the eye and ends up in a charter bus and lifts up a trap door in the floor to see a tunnel like get away it was kind of weird <laughs> it was funny he's just like he's telling like um like all units go like uh, i can't remember but all units go go find them or something like that and mm-hmm. it's like and he he doesn't even wait like it's almost like a, just a second and then yeah. it's just like he darts out it's like that's tim bradford <laughs> yeah um so then you know like after everything's happened tim's like or gray tells him that you know what happened today can't happen again if he expects to keep his stripes and tim stands up for himself saying like you know he stepped up and took charge and gray's just like yeah but putting yourself in the center of action like it wasn't a tactical move but you know when push came to shove like you know you just didn't trust anyone else to do it and Gray even goes so far to say, like, control freaks don't make good sergeants, which we later then see Lucy make a similar comment about him being in control. And that's definitely a Tim Bradford thing, is he likes to be in control. So then Tim's like, you know, I know that you have dec- decades of experience, um, and but I have my own too. And he's like, directing the action from a distance works for Gray, but it doesn't work for him. And he has to find his own way of being a sergeant. So um, there was that. And then Gray's like, oh, it's also important to give praise. And then attaboy from the boss goes a long way. So Tim kind of sets back and he's like, well, it goes against my nature, but I'll try. So then we get another little Chunford scene. And Lucy sneaks into the locker room and goes into Tim's locker trying to open it. When he comes out and he's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you at my locker? And uh, she ends up having another set of booties in her hand. And she said that she's paying him back. Um, and he's just disappointed and thought she was more original. Which, uh, for a minute, I was like, what is she paying him back for? Like, this was not the episode that, you know, she couldn't become his aide until, like, the very end. So... What exactly is she paying him back for? Like, I, I want to know. Did I, I miss guess, it? Like, I guess maybe, like, in general for her rookie year, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, how did, like, I loved him, but, like, how does she know what his, you know, his code was to get into his locker? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm assuming that the locker rooms are not co-ed, but they could be as an adult i don't know um but like also so i'm assuming she knows where his locker is because like probably nolan or whatever she got him on the prank but like the code is what i'm hung up on like how does she know that Mm -hmm. and also what is his code is it something like personal or is it like just you know one two three four like who knows but like how does she know that like I, I wonder really want to know. they're playing on like tim being 
like quote unquote like a traditional man and maybe there's she's like oh like Tim you know like for riding with him for like you know over a year and whatnot she's like oh he would probably choose this as a code or yeah. something you know mm-hmm. and it's like but she also, got them in in the first place so she mm-hmm. has to know someone who got it in there's also a callback like well I don't know if it's a, a direct callback but I did a callback a parallel to that of like when she um because it's like she was pranking him and so her first prank to him was in 106 when she took his wallet um and uh that's my thing like I I, I kind of think of it as like he kind of just voluntarily told her in on accident one day or something yeah yeah and didn't really think about it yeah that's kind of how the the uh wallet thing happened yeah yeah I could see like him accidentally telling her not really think about it and Lucy just like files that away thinking like oh if I ever need that I've got it yeah no that's a good thought um yeah I don't know I mean because I would assume that I don't know I know like in high school and stuff when we had lockers like the gym teachers would be like okay what's your you know locker combination so that like if we ever need it for emergencies like we can get in or whatever I would think that they would do that at the police station but I mean they're also adults and they you know are in very like high risk jobs so they have to like be very responsible I don't know I was just like how did she get his get in there in the first place but I'm like overthinking it at this point so so the then the last thing that you said like of that like that they said of uh their banter um uh well now I can't remember the quotes <laughs> um uh but like I love the, I love the banter like the whole like temperature of that scene like yeah. I think talking about like when we originally saw it is like it kind of seemed like they would be like in like people thought they were sort of in a secret relationship in a way um but like yeah the temperature of that sort of almost matches like um in sort of more playful way but it sort of matches yeah. the temperature they had sort of one or in 403 mm-hmm. in that um roll call room scene. well and this was all after they had that hug so it was kind of like after they had the hug they were a little bit more like playful with each other too so um but yeah so she says she accidentally ordered the boobies twice and so she's like here like you know you can have them um and he stops her as she's leaving and gives her a nolan praise um and you can tell that it's like really hard for him too because he's not used to it i feel like he is someone who i mean as a child like didn't receive a lot of praise didn't give a lot of praise and so like that just carried into his adulthood um so you know like you she asks him what else he appreciates about her and he goes from soft tim to sassy tim like real quick um and i mean i would like to hear what else he appreciates about her but that's just that's just the fangirl in me um but then like he shakes his head and laughs like as she walks away looking down at the boots and opening his locker um 
And I really just want to know, like, what he did with all of those foods and, like, what he thought and how much they were. Because, like, she probably ordered, like, a pack of 24 or whatever. And they looked more like baby boots than, like, anything else. So I just have questions. I'm overthinking it. And it's late at night. So it's fine. No, I have the same same thoughts <laughs> of us. Like, what, like, what did he do with them? I'm like, he kept yeah. them. They're kids. All, no. all I'm going to say is they better use those booties for their little babies one day. Yeah. Um, but that wraps up 402. We have the last Sergeant Bradford I, episode. I had to mention the smile, though, like before we wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. Got it in 202, and then that's like, the Tim Bradford is in love with Lucy Chen's smile. I just have to mention that. Like, both, yeah. Got it in both of those. It was nice. Well, and he just like, it's more than just like a tight lipped smile. Like, he's showing teeth. He's kind of like nodding his head, chuckling a little bit. Like, it's just, it's pure. It's pure, wholesome love right um, there. I'm also still to this point upset that we did not get Tim walking out shirtless wrapped in a towel <laughs> there was a lot of potential there yep. yeah that was a missed opportunity big time yeah um well on that note i'll go ahead and uh talk about for a little bit um so it starts off um Gray tells Tim that he has to cover C division because there's like only two like roving sergeants for like the six divisions that they have. Um, and he also suggests that Tim should get like a sergeant's aid. Um, and even like goes as far as to suggest um, Chen because they work so well together. Um, and so Tim's like kind of left considering that uh, possibility. Um, when they go into roll call, um, Tim starts off with like the aid announcement, who's going to be like his gopher. Um, and Lucy and John are sitting next to each other. Um, since Nolan happened to be in the locker room, like unintentionally eavesdropping, um, he, like when Tim and Gray were talking, he knows that Tim may pick Lucy, which is like what he ends up telling her. So it kind of gets her hopes up a little bit um but for a minute you do kind of think like oh like Tim may actually pick her because of their like eye contact and just their usual you know like what Chenford does all the time um but he doesn't because Webb is sitting uh behind Lucy and so he picks Webb instead um and cue Lucy's disappointment um which is like a theme throughout the episode um and so the next kind of scene we get is like Tim, um, well, he like, he gets to go through like the, I don't know if it's like the clipboard is like actually like there or not, but just like the, you know, like the roll call of everything. And like, it's just kind of cool to like see um, like Tim and Gray, like they start the episode off, um, which is kind of nice. And then um I don't know. I just think it's just nice. Like, I hope we get to see more of that. Like, either the both of them, like, at the, what is it called? Podium. Yeah. That's the word I want. Um, or just, like, 
I don't know because you know like how like in season one when Gray like made Nolan go up to the podium and like do the things like it just be kind of, would be kind of fun to see like Gray just like watching Tim like in his element or something yeah. I don't know that'd be fun but anyway um so back to um Tim and Webby like driving um talking about baseball of all things um Webb mentions he gets like season tickets to game and like he kind of offers them to Tim who like may take him up on that so they're they kind of have like a good rapport so far um side note though like baseball date for Chenford win <laughs> so please it's like all that I want um, I don't know why but I've always said at some point in the future we need either a baseball or football game date with Lucy wearing Tim's Dodgers uniform or Rams uniform. Like like jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Lucy would be, I don't know, maybe this is because I'm like deep into a Gilmore Girls rewatch, but I feel like she would kind of be, she would channel like her inner Lorelai Gilmore and just like completely just like asking a ton of questions during the baseball game like you know what's going on like where's that you know just all of those questions but I feel like she also would because it's very Lucy Jennifer I feel like she would do a lot of research before and know like the ins and outs of baseball and like even research the players like know a lot about them to begin with they so, would know like how fast they pitch or like who's yeah. on, like you know who usually plays like shortstop or something. I feel like I she would have like kind of those two personalities like at the game and kind of and the lore like Gilmore like Lucy Chen personality would just like annoy the shit out of Tim <laughs> but he would love it Jennifer I kind of agree with you like she I feel like she would ask a million questions because I mean like you know, in the episode with the football theme, like the football themed episode. Oh, it's um, yeah. Well, it was when they were doing like the points and stuff, taking points. Uh, and now I cannot remember the episode. It was season one. They were taking points and stuff and talking about like how a felony was worth oh was that the checklist one no it was early if they were taking points it was um is it 105 it is five i cannot remember the name of the episode at the moment um the the roundup yes yeah um so like they were talking about how like a felony arrest was worth like what a touchdown would equal in football and Tim literally looked at her and he said, didn't he say like that's six points if you didn't do it or something? I Um, feel like there was a point where he said something like that to her. That I don't know. I I could be wrong. I don't remember. I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong. I may be dreaming that or something. (laughs) But um, I feel like there was a point where he said that. But anyway, that was what I was saying getting at like I feel like she just based off that I feel like she would be the top to ask a million questions (laughs) like she wouldn't know what was going on Mm -hmm. yeah um so like the next time we see everyone like meeting up they're like 
getting coffee in the park. Um, Lucy sees Tim and Webb um, kind of just is like, I'll be right back. Um, she's going to go chat with them. In the meantime, though, we get the um, lovely scene of like Nyla asking John, like, well, why didn't Bradford choose Chen as his gopher? And John's like, yeah, I don't know, but she's not handling it well. Like, um, which, I mean, she's not, because like, you know, like Lucy, all she would kind of allude to or like start to talk about with John at first was the fact that like, oh, she knows that Tim is going to miss her. She knows that Tim would, you know, be like this. And it's just, it's all about Tim, even when they're apart. So It's still my favorite moment when they walk out of the elevator in the hospital and she's like, but why didn't he pick me? Like, it just, to me, I don't know. It just reminds me of like a little kid, like asking like, well, why can't I have that? Like, you know, why, why don't they want to play with me? Like, I don't know, just kind of like they're upset. They're, you know, like a little frustrated with it, but yet that's how they have to express their emotions. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and so Lucy goes over to Webb and like um, asks how it is riding with Tim. Uh, he says it's been great. And um, she tries to give him a few tips about like riding with Tim, um, which I thought was like kind of funny. I don't know, not like, well, yeah I guess like funny considering that like you know like her intentions are different because like she um was it the episode before when she like had first talked to Aaron or am I thinking that am I thinking too far ahead already I think it was when they had like the like he called her on the um, phone that or like the candy bar or like the energy bar I think that was I think that was I think it was later later yeah oh, okay yeah, yeah. okay well just like, they hadn't really yeah. talked to Aaron at this point like only John did I think to introduce okay. himself yeah um just because it's like you know like Lucy's intentions are to kind of like there's that underlying tone of like I do kind of want to mess with Tim but like also not like completely um, I would I, I'm still wondering whether she actually did <laughs> I yeah know, it's I mean, like, I feel like alluded to, but... but like, I feel like she like kind of would want to make him think that. So just it would still like drive him crazy, even though she actually didn't really do anything. Yeah, it was alluded to, but it wasn't like. I feel like that's like the psychology in her. Yeah, would like try to to do that. Um, but like the conversation doesn't really last that long because that's when the um gunshots are heard and they think it's like a sniper um we get a little bit of like you know tim being in charge for the moment um and trying to like you know gather everyone up um until like gray makes it to the scene and tim gives him a rundown um as well as like the rest of the teams so it's like like i said more like tim and gray like moments would be nice i think um and so later on um tim and Webb are driving again um Webb mentions that uh, intelligence doesn't have anything and like the suspect's not on their radar and he offers to call uh, the records department but Tim uh, says he'll call LA clear so there's the 214 connection a little bit which is fun um, and so after that um, 
Webb is kind of trying to like break up the awkwardness and it's not really like tension but just awkwardness of seriousness yeah yeah seriousness yeah um with the uh cat personality questions which I just that was so funny because he's just like he's so casual he's like what's your cat personality Sarge like it's not even like Tim or like Brad it's just like Sarge and I'm like dude you're so like and he just says it was such like a straight face too so it's like you really don't know if it was just him or if it was like you know somehow loose the way he started the way he starts that that he transitions that conversation into like yeah that's a weird case I like weird well and like what makes (laughs) him yeah like what makes him like bring up the cat personality just weird like if it wasn't Lucy then it's even weirder because it's like what like what of all the things yeah like I don't know like I thought they I don't know like you'd think since they were talking about sports earlier they would talk about sports again or something but just I don't know maybe so that's what make kind of makes me think that it maybe was Lucy but then also not I don't know I don't know God's gonna bug me um (laughs) it really is um especially since um like tim is obviously like did lucy put you up to this like he already is like that's the number one like first thought in his head yeah which is what makes like the next scene kind of funny just because you know later he walks up to her in the roll call room and is like if you want the job all you had to do was ask and like instead of you know instead you go and sabotage web um saying and he said that the cat personality thing had her written all over it um i love the way that he said that too i was just like yeah i don't know it's just too good yeah the, the conversation was just like you know excuse me but it's the conversation between the two was just hot like the temperature it was the yeah. temperature went up in that like it was the like i'm standing out there yeah it was the sass and it was almost kind of like sexual tension there yeah it was like mm-hmm like tell me what you want and then you know and then they like she flipped it back on him and yeah, yeah. it was it was really and that good. and that line like the line that she sort of leaves him with like he said like like if you want to if, if you want me to ride with you then just ask me and like yeah. the way she says it is just like so like you said lately like, there's sexual tension and like leaving like we're talking about like leaving tim speechless you know we left off with it with the finale like uh she kissed she kissed him and left him sort of speechless <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah so it's like like he's he, I don't necessarily think he's speechless but he's just like he like there like you can see sort of the fire in him like mm-hmm. like he's uh, not necessarily like he's kind of upset but he's kind of like I don't know like could he be like turned on or something I don't know he's almost like what do I say next that doesn't necessarily cross that line but it does get closer to it like he's trying to figure it out he's trying to figure her out but this entire episode because even at the end I mean the sexual tension was just like radiating there at least on this rewatch for me it was like yeah I see it and I don't know if it's because of the uh, season four finale that I was like oh my god there we go mm-hmm. but I was just like yeah this 403 was just like the sexual tension and it again it came after the hug so it was like were they just trying to be a little bit more playful because they had that serious scene or was it because they were you know just trying to like find the friendship again like who knows but it yeah the sexual tension I noticed it on this rewatch I was like I gosh it's like palpable there 
I feel like they're in a sense like after after the events of like the wedding like him like around that time like him asking her to dance and then like the hug like I feel like there was a sense of like like before before like he she became his aide it's like there and he and I feel like he's kind of always contemplated this but like of like the sense the idea of like could like I'm like I'm interested in her could like we could we um have like he's kind of almost slightly entertaining the idea of like a romance or yeah. something because like, like yeah. later you know because he's like like he's been like he he dropped he dropped like again he drops that fishing like later on in the season too but like later he's talking about like you know very handsome boy like and that's like that's sort yeah. of a sexual thing like we can talk about it later but like yeah, yeah. in in a sense I'm kind of with Emily like. I feel like after the hug and the events of the wedding, I feel like there was kind of a small sense of the lines being blurred as to what their relationship was. Yeah. Like, just in a small sense. I feel like it's even more so now after the kiss, definitely. But I feel like back then it was kind of that. So I feel like that kind of led to a lot of the, like, like you said, sexual tension we got in those episodes. Yeah, they were trying to, like, like, see how far they could go and, like, play with the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so that scene was just, like, kind of gives me a little bit of, like, 203 end scene vibes a little bit just because it is like you have Tim that like doesn't really know what else to say like after that and then Lucy's just like ha I got the last word in kind of thing he's Um, still so kind of like heated when he's up on the podium like just to watch him sort of squirm (laughs) yeah yeah um and so like you know Gray comes in they're like trying to start the day um and then Tim being Tim is like gonna give someone else a chance um at being the aide and he's obviously like eyeing Lucy the whole time he's like kind of smirking a bit so any of that like flirty kind of undertone a little bit um I feel like right before he like like says well right before he says Smitty like he's still like because you said he's like looking at Lucy like like he has one last glance at her like kind of like uh, kind of a almost it's not very long but it seems long kind of like a long pause of like contemplating am I gonna am I gonna do it am I gonna ask her (laughs) yeah 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 um but then yeah um he just kind of he kind of like nods a little bit and is like Smitty and then you know everyone you know like Smitty is you know as surprised as as Nyla who's you know um, diagonal from him looking like Mm -hmm. seriously like this actually happened I also just love like Tim's look to Lucy and he's just like, how about that? Like, you know, yeah, like he's bobbing yeah. his head a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Um and Lucy obviously vocalizes her uh like disappointment. She's like, seriously. Um, and I just like how great was like something to add. And Jen, she's like, no, sir. Like she definitely is like, you know, frustrated and um 
he definitely catches on he catches on to her things i mean it's like how could you not but like that and kind of the parallel from the last episode like you know when she was like oh i knew that you could do it he was like what okay like looked at her and now this one he's like do you have something to say like you know there's something going on here so yeah well Um, no one's like everyone's catching on before we like move on from this scene like i always that last part where um (laughs) where after smitty leaves and he's like leaving the room like i just kind of i i pause like on that like frame like as he he's leaving but it's like they're it's such like a little married moment because like the and like the body language too like like you see lucy um kind of like she has her hand on on her hip and she's like smirking like she's just she's like almost laughing but like and he's like kind of like his face is just so funny like he's just sort of like embarrassed or like um uh like he's done something um not necessarily done something wrong but like like he was like regretting like, his decision he's like he yeah knew what the end goal was yeah like, yeah well, exactly yeah now i'm stuck with it yeah. yeah but like i like that's kind of like to me like that's kind of like a little married moment of like i don't know it just like when i when i pause that frame it's just like that just seems like married chenford <laughs> yeah yeah um and obviously smitty's like am i actually gonna have to be working um and tim's like essentially no i've got it like i'll get the war bags i'll do everything um so i kind of wish that like we would have gotten like more than just like the casual like conversations between like tim and smitty yeah like actually actually see them working together yeah yeah or well tim working smitty just chilling but still yeah like (laughs) to actually see them like out and about i guess more also i i find it hot whenever he um (laughs) whenever he carried like they were talking about him carrying the 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 bags like like you see it in like what is it 406 and he's got it on there and then i think it is in 405 just like i like seeing that (laughs) yeah i would have liked to see smitty and tim working together i mean we saw smitty and jackson for like what an episode or whatever but i feel like i don't know it would be hilarious to see smitty and tim working together especially with tim as a sergeant so yeah yeah um and obviously everyone's well not everyone's favorite scene but you know the scene that people talk about is like the end of the episode um Lucy sees Tim doing paperwork and she's wondering like why Smitty's not doing it. No, Smitty's apparently allergic to paper, <laughs> which I call BS on, but you know, it's Smitty. So <laughs> he just I'm just surprised like Tim like really let it go. I mean, I guess there's really no like winning because like Smitty just walks away from like every yeah. situation that he doesn't want to be a part of anymore. Yeah. Um, and is really good at avoiding things. So I guess it's like a no win for him. Um, well, but, and Tim had already put up with Smithy's BS through the rest of the day. So it was like, well, I guess like what else is going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Lucy's just like, well, you should just ask me. Um, he said he was doing her a favor because some might see it as like a demotion to 
for her to be like working with her training officer again um and then others might read something else into it and that's where we get the why because I'm a girl and you're a boy and I just I love Eric's delivery of like certain lines it just really cracks me up because like a very handsome boy like with the like the head like the tilt of the head like just the you know the body language it's it's so funny it's just their entire like flirty banter here because it's like her voice changed when she was like why because i'm a girl and you're a boy like yeah you know it was just like it was kind of like when you're in school and you're like oh i can't play with a boy and it's like why like i don't know it was just the flirty like the flirty kind of playful banter yeah and it was it was chef's kiss yeah Yeah. and then obviously she's like oh god like she like didn't even want to like entertain it and you Mm -hmm. can I didn't notice that you could actually like see him smile at that reaction like looking because he looked down yeah yeah um, until I watched like the YouTube clip that they have of it um, so that was kind of fun because I like mimicked the 402 smile a little bit, just not as like broad or like long yeah. mm-hmm. as the camera stayed on it, I guess. Um, but anyway, like so Lucy, I mean, she appreciates the concern, but she's just kind of like, well, screw what everyone else thinks, what everyone else thinks, because like, you know, being an aide would look good come promotion time, which honestly kind of like reminds me of like his whole thing with like the award or whatever in 208 because he's like well I don't really care about it but it looks good to the higher up so like I feel like she's like kind of learning from him in that way (laughs) not that she's not ambitious but just like the like pushing forward more like being like more aggressive I guess in like her work style I I have to note like when um it's it kind of goes along with like the the facial expression but like he like as she's talking and I noticed this in a lot of their scenes and I'm um uh, uh, uh I've been noticing it every time I rewatched the kiss scene in 422 but like as she's talking like he's just very intently listening listening to her like he's he's looking at her like you can you can definitely tell that he's like taking everything in that she's saying and I just like I've noticed that noticed lately and I just love that I feel like that's like an Eric thing because like I'll notice that in like interviews too like whoever's talking oh yeah yeah it's very Um, intense I was seeing how like Lucy just completely blew everything he said off like you know who cares what other people think seeing her kind of blow that off into that honestly like seeing it now I feel like that gives me more hope for Chinford in the future. Because I said before that, I always kind of felt like Lucy would be the person that was kind of worried about what a relationship with him would do to her career. But seeing her blow that off, and of course, it's not quite the same because, I mean, that's just, you know, they didn't have a relationship going at the time. But seeing her kind of blow that off, I feel like gives me more of an idea that maybe she wouldn't, I mean, if she's really in love with him, maybe she wouldn't care as much, like, in a sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, like, when season one or whatever, when Talia found out about her and Nolan, she was, you know, like, 
you could see the worry on her face and like yeah even though she was still kind of invested in that relationship like obviously no one wasn't <clears throat> so like Tim, i don't know just like because i feel like tim is like as invested as she is in like keeping their partnership going in some way so i feel like they're like on a more even or like equal playing field so it's like hopefully their feelings will get there in yeah that, you know same amount of equality and too like what you just pointed out with like how she you can see the worry on her face in season one i feel like that honestly shows a lot of the character growth lucy has went through too like she's still the same person but she's grown more comfortable in like uh, how i guess what i don't really know how to word that like just like how people see her or like how her like relationships play out yeah I mean I don't know like now that I'm thinking about I feel like it kind of goes back to like 211 because it's like they had this like vulnerable public moment that like obviously I mean it like you know worked for the storyline at the like you know end when Tim's the one that like gets to her but like I always go back to she could have like anyone could have pulled her out of the barrel and like held her or whatever but it was like Tim yeah and so I feel like after that they kind of were just like well this is our like you know not relationship but this is like how we are with each other and it's like you know they're yeah. obviously important to each other so I feel like they kind of just they both just kind of threw that like caution to the wind or whatever the expression is and it's like but now they kind of they both kind of like reined it in a little bit obviously and then but yeah so it is refreshing to see lucy be the one to be like okay nope don't care um this is a completely random thought but like you were just mentioning how their relationship now is like with with him pulling her out of the barrel and stuff and i don't know why this made me think of that scene where uh of course like we all know lucy and jackson were closer than anybody really I mean like they you know it reminds me of the scene when uh Lucy is like laying there with Jackson after Chris or like what's his name Chris the cop I'm uh no not I'm at um yes uh, he was the Jackson's friend yeah yeah the other yeah um when he when they found out that like he died and they were at home and Lucy was laying beside of Jackson I don't know why that reminded me of that scene but I swear at some point in the future like when of course like when how Chinford are like how Tim and Lucy are so close now or closer as friends I kind of want to see a scene of Lucy comforting him at some point in the future similar to that. It doesn't have to be the same, just like somehow similar to that. I want to see a scene of this. Which I guess the hug kind of gave us that in a way too. Yeah, like 409, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... I just thought it was kind of funny that she like was like well, it's gonna make it worth it to put up with all the Tim tests and like the old school 
honor codes and everything um Mm -hmm. and then obviously Melissa and Eric being so in sync again like they cross their arms at the same time the next moment they both like their bodies are like tilted opposite directions but like it you know it's like mirroring each other um and I just love their lines again just how they deliver it you know because she's like are you saying are you saying you want the job and she's like if we're saying you want me to do it like she you know it's just this whole thing and like she's like throwing it back on him i just love it yeah yeah um and obviously like i said that's one of my favorite moments where tim's just like all right like what the hell like let's do it um and so she has to get in early tomorrow um and he'll get her up to speed on everything and then they have that like or well he does the little like finger pointing thing um at the end she doesn't do it like how she did in 402 but just you know she's like good luck on her paperwork and she's and he just kind of like not shoes her away but just is kind of like <laughs> I'm doing the motion again no one's gonna see it so I don't know why I keep doing it but just you know the thing if you've watched the scene you know what I'm talking about just a little yeah. like motion I just think it's fun like the 402 and 403 like had kind of a little bit of like similarity in that way yeah so. yeah Um, yeah, so to kind of end this episode, we uh, wanted to kind of talk about a Sergeant Bradford scene that we would like to see in season five. Um, since this, I mean, I guess last season he was like a sergeant throughout the entire season. But I mean, really from 501 to potentially 522, like he will be a sergeant. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't lose his stripes. Um, Emily, is there a scene that you would really like to see for Sergeant Bradford? Um, I don't. I, I, I came up with a, a specific scene, but like when I when I saw this question when I first started, I was like, I got nothing. I I honestly I don't think I'd ever really thought about it that much. Um, but then once I started like thinking about it and like writing stuff down, I was just like, well, then there's this, 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 and this. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um but yeah because because I think like we got some really great moments um in season four um so it was kind of hard to think of like some things that to for season five maybe um but I thought like you know these aren't really specific but um maybe leading um with leading without gray being around um like we got where he was a watch he did watch commander duties like just more of that yeah um i also really like the episode with where he worked with aaron like i feel like that was more probably him being like a to again yeah. but um but i would like like i would just like to kind of see him sort of mentoring aaron more you know mm-hmm. um maybe tim can like do that until aaron yeah. finds a like permanent to or something yeah um and then I was thinking about like how Gray and Anderson have kind of like he's already like he's already done his like he's already kind of done a speech like like we we talked about in four four oh seven um on the I don't know what people call it, but it's like the platform or the stairs or whatever. Um and we've seen I know we've seen like Gray and Anderson do that and I 
I know for sure, like a couple of times we've seen Gray um, kind of give a speech in times of like hard times, peril. Um, and I don't know, when I first wrote this, I thought maybe it'd be like, I'd imagine it'd be kind of hard for Tim. Um, Cause I was thinking about like how his sort of first few moments as Sergeant were like when he was up at the, when he was at the podium kind of talking to everybody, he was just very like, like kind of like as as gray would put it like very drill sergeant like without without very little emotion because like when we when we watch gray there's like up there is a lot of heart like when he's up there um but i mean like we saw in 407 i think there was a lot of heart for for tim in that moment um but like it would be different like if it would be something um something more serious um I don't know like I started thinking maybe it, it might might not be um as hard for him um and uh like thinking like it's easier for Lucy I think that was like sort of my avenue into this sort of like moment that I started that I kind of popped in my head but like I think it would be kind of a nice moment if he's up there and struggling and um, Lucy is sort of down and off to the side and he looks yeah. at her he looks at her and just like she gives like because you know she's like she's um, like his biggest supporter but like she gives him a so- look of support and then he's like able to continue I don't know that's yeah. a Chenford that's not really Sergeant Bradford moment but a Chenford moment but well, that's it kind of came to me Bradford. that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Chelsea what's the scene that you would like to see for Sergeant Bradford okay so like of course we've gotten to see Tim as watch commander now like when and see how he handled it when like Gray when they found out Gray had been like shot at and stuff and everything but one that I would really love to see I would like to see more of that of him as watch commander but i would really love for it to happen in an episode similar to day of death or life and death Mm -hmm. like a big storyline or something similar to those episodes and see how he would kind of handle that like gray could be on vacation or something and tim is watch commander at the time but I would love to see how he would handle that situation as a watch commander and not as a training officer or something. Yeah, for sure. Martha, I gotta know, what is your Sergeant Bradford scene that you'd like to see? Oh, well, firstly, I would have to agree with Emily and Chelsea for sure. Um, I would like to see Tim in a like have a larger role in episodes basically what Emily and Chelsea said with season five and especially see him and Gray team up like in collaboration because I mean I mean correct me if I'm wrong but there's not really too many like Tim and Gray scenes you know there's not that many so it would be good to see that especially see maybe like and obviously Tim's going to be his own sergeant. We've discussed that already, but it would also be interesting to see like maybe like Tim, like again with like the doubt thing, maybe Tim tries to like start copying 
like things that gray does and people are like tim why are you doing that like what are you doing please um and like with chelsea said like it'll be interesting like obviously as we said at the beginning of the podcast like uh one of the news articles was like oh we're bringing back you know familiar villains and I'm like, it would be interesting if Rosalind comes back and maybe this is probably like really way out of the park, but like maybe she kidnaps Jenny, his younger sister or something to do with his family. Like, and he has to, you know, have that uh, decision with himself of like, okay, I am a sergeant now. Like, I'm not just a regular cop. Like I have to, you know, follow the rules or like, you know, having him like having to decide like should he tread that line especially if it's like if it's a family member so yeah, yeah. that would be really interesting too because if yeah would come back and kidnap jenny it's like okay so she kind of has it out for him then because first while well, caleb kidnapped um lucy the love of his life but then also like now Rosalind would come back and kidnap jenny it would be like okay so now Rosalind's kind of going after Tim. So, yeah. But yeah, that's mine. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah, same. That's really, it sounds really interesting. Carrie, what's yours? Um, I mean, I just agree with Emily. Like, it'd be nice to see, like, a softer side of Tim, especially if he, like, struggles a bit with, like, something that's, like, you know, a vulnerable moment or, like, he has to you know pull it together to like give a talk to like you know his fellow officers and it'd just be nice to have like lucy still like by his side to offer encouragement or support yeah and then i say the second one just because you guys know how much i love um anything like just like a badass scene where it's just like tim just like gets to enter a room in like some grand way and it's just like okay like it was like a great or something i'd love yeah. to see that because eric delivers things so well and i just i just think it'd be just so like just fun and yeah entertaining so so i'm gonna echo what everyone said about agreeing with emily because i definitely think that we've gotten a lot of good things from the from him this season um but i would like to see so we saw how he was with aaron we kind of saw him like mentor john nolan in a way um and I want to say that he rode with Jackson one time, but that might be a fuzzy memory. So I feel like seeing how he would interact with the new rookie would be really interesting. Um, and I know that like we're supposed to get Tim and Lucy on the rookie feds, or at least that's what we're being made to assume. I don't know. It could be vice versa on the rookie feds group is coming over to the rookie. Um, but it would be really interesting to see the dynamics play out with um, like Tim and Simone and then Tim and like the other uh, feds team members, because I don't think that we have a lot of Tim and Simone in the crossover. And I feel like he, he wouldn't try and pull rank on them, but I think he would let them know of his spot and let them know of like his, experience and like where he stands um so it would be interesting to see how he interacts with not only the new rookie but also the rookie feds team so yeah i'm excited to see like all like yeah 
all of the I'm excited to see all of them interact but yeah that would be yeah that would be awesome yeah so that about wraps it up for our Sergeant Bradford rewatch episode that was a lot to cover we had like six episodes so um (laughs) this could very well be our longest episode to date I don't know um but yeah, I mean, if you guys want to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at the Shop Talk Pod underscore or email us at Shop Talk the Rookie Podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. Um, you can find us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at JStark804. And I'm at Carrie Hyman. And you can find the rookie rewatch at rewatch underscore rookie. Hold on. <laughs> Emily, what is your uh, Twitter handle? As Emily eight one seven four, and Chelsea. Ellerad underscore five nineteen. And Martha. Maddie Jackson twenty seven. And you guys are on Instagram now, right? Too. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is it? It's just rewatch underscore rookie, right? Yeah, it's the same one. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then I know that you guys have some fun things coming up, so. Emily, do you kind of want to give us the rundown on what the Rookie Rewatch team has planned? Yeah, um, we have the holiday episodes rewatched this week, and then we're taking a break for most or all of August. Not real sure exactly when our dates are going to be, but um, we'll wrap up the summer finishing our um, like season one, season two, top five. We have two more on our list that we're doing, Standoff and Fallout. Yeah. Then... Oh my gosh. Sorry, <laughs> stand- I've been waiting for standoff to be one since like day one. <laughs> I was Don't like, I was, I was waiting for like, I, I don't know. Like I was waiting for like the perfect, like we, I had paired all these other um, episodes in within some other like themes. So finally, like these were the left, these were the ones that were left and they just happened to like go together really well. So I just love that episode. There's, like, I do too. I could just watch it. I don't even care how many times. There's just always something. I just love it so much. Yeah, I love it too. Um, and then we're going to wrap up with the UC theme rewatch um, leading up to season five because we're going to be oh. starting season five in UC again. So I thought that would be pretty perfect. Um, and then we have no planned rewatches during the season like we did last year. Um, but we'll um, still post fun things on the accounts from time to time. I'm sure right. I'll be doing uh, some more parallel videos, hopefully, and maybe some other creative stuff from our other members, um, both on Twitter and Instagram, probably. Um, and of course, uh, you'll see some of us tweeting on Sunday and Tuesday nights for for the rookie and the rookie yeah. bed. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I can't I can't wait until the fall. I'm just like, just give me my TV back. Like, I love binge <laughs> watching old shows, but I'm like, just give me back my TV shows. So, yeah. Yes. I, um, need, my, I need all my shows back. Yeah. Um, but as for us, we'll be back uh, next week re-watching and recapping 302. So, until then, we'll... We'll let you guys listen to the Sergeant Bradford episode. So, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Go get him, boo.